Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. I'm Bob. I'm not. Chris Wolfhard. I'm getting sick of this. And Dr. Agro. Jawsome. Here on Gigaboots. Is everyone woke? <laughs> We're not coming out to perform our news <laughs> segment until everyone's woke. <laughs> I, I, Alan, woke up, too. <laughs> we recorded, like, four different, like, uh, Game of the Year intros for Bob and me. And one of them is, you go Alan woke, you get Alan broke or something. <laughs> I hear there's Alan awake, too. <laughs> Hi too. There is Alan awake too, and then we look in the goatee cam. <laughs> Within, Th Within. <laughs> uh, hello everyone. Welcome to Big Thing to Mention Number Two Hundred Fifty Five. Uh, this is the highest value you can level in an A-bit counter. Like this is the maximum level of Big Thing if it was in order of ecclesia. Cool. That's that's so strong. I love any video game that's like two fifty five, because from an outsider's view, it's like why that number, <laughs> right? Uh, I think I feel like it's just Order of Ecclesia in every Star Ocean game. Yeah, no, there's there's got to be a few others. Feel free to fill the comment section with any game that does that. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, not only because I think the adventure Bob and I had last Friday is a tale worth telling, <laughs> but also because I've been playing a little game known as Pikmin Four. Okay. Because Ochi got scarier and scarier in the pod boards. <laughs> and I thought one of us needs to do it because Ochi might find out where we live. <laughs> uh, for people who watch Pikmin Month, you might recall Pikmin Month as the month that only Dan and your sicko ass enjoyed. <laughs> right? As Bob and Eric are like, mm. <laughs> for an entire month. Yeah, I do, I do feel like a common thing in, in those was like, the water monster appears and kills all your Pikmin, and Dan's like, "Ah, oh, shucks!" And then Bob's just staring, stone faced, at the at the TV. He's like, eight more hours of this, huh?" <laughs> RTS on my controller. Wow, they, they really, did it. They really did it. They really did it. <laughs> hey, uh, it could be worse. You could play Brutal Legend. Oh. <laughs> I do wonder which game Bob would dislike more. Brutal Legend. I, I honestly, I'm sure, I'm not sure. I need to try it. Like Brutal more Legend than Pikmin runs worse, one. even on Xbox Series X, it runs worse. Oh my god! It's See, also so embarrassingly butchered in every way and controls worse than maybe any other game I've ever played. All right, that's it's pretty rough. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. You're comparing that to moments like because I feel like what, what a lot of Pick Month was was. Eric walks on a narrow platform, doesn't hold the C-stick away from where he is to make the, the trail more, lit, like, skinny. Uh-huh. And then half of them walk into the lake and die. <laughs> and I feel like this is this is the, the normal person's Pikmin experience. <laughs> the, 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 there's I, I, Brutal I, Legend. I don't know. I just which... keep imagining, like... Eric, the preschool supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did start going. Uh, you, you're forgetting to even count the heads of the kids as you get back on the bus, Eric. <laughs> so, if, so if you're an indie dev and you're like, I need, I need an easy project, easy idea, 
for a comedy game. It'll get a lot of attention in streamers. Make Pikmin, but the Pikmin are toddlers. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that would that would that would do really well, actually. I was really scared that you were like, yeah, I'm waiting for someone to make the spiritual successor to Pikmin. And I'm like, indie dev Pikmin might be a circle of hell. <laughs> but now that it's a joke game for streamers, perfect. Perfect match. Uh, yeah. They all have auto-generated names, so you feel extra bad. It's like Tommy died. <laughs> That's yeah, like in instead of like the water, the water thing with the two steamroller appendages, it's just like a white dude in an, in a Ford 250 <laughs> F250. I, I need like a whole game jam of this because children dying comedically is something you really got to dial in. And I feel like I want to see a whole breadth of approaches to this subject matter. <laughs> So let me tell you about Pikmin 4. Okay. Pikmin 3, we played that on the stream, and you were kind of surprised at how many strides it made to become a normal, med yeah, medicated video right. game for normal people. <laughs> it's something someone can enjoy just picking up naturally. It feels like Pikmin 3 pales in comparison in its strides to Pikmin 4. Huh. Pikmin 4, uh, Pikmin fans, you're not going to like this segment, let me tell you. I'm one of you, but I'm not one of you. <laughs> uh there's a distinction to be made uh, for your sake and mine. Pikmin 4 the, is like... The average Pikmin fan who like, self-identifies that is a Pikmin speedrunner. The average Pikmin fan is as much a cryptid as the Pikmin themselves. Right. You lift a rock and a Pikmin fan's underneath <laughs> it. Let me tell you how the soul was removed when they added turning the camera normally. Let me tell you what is wrong about not using the C-stick to move your Pikmin. Um, Pikmin, 4, uh, Pikmin 4 is like a magnum opus. Like the, the, It feels like Nintendo made a Pikmin game, is the way you would describe that, because <laughs> Nintendo is so known for making approachable, highly polished video games that are like so much beyond their core conceit or like demographic they're aimed at. Like No one but Nintendo would be like, this Ghostbuster video game needs to look like the best video game that's ever shipped visually. <laughs> because Luigi's Mansion is there, it somehow sells 20 million copies or whatever. Uh-huh. They it feels like they finally have the Switch version of Pikmin. Um so to describe what's different about this one, so you know how the core conceit of Pikmin is like, you only have this many days because of food constraints, because of fuel, because of all these things, and you'll die. Right. Gone. Just completely gone. Uh, every level is this gigantic open space, like massively huge. Hmm. And all of them are stacked with explorable caves that are kind of like the caves in two. But in this case, the reason you go into these caves, the, the underground, is because... A shitload of people have crash-landed on this planet, are being kidnapped by some local creature they're calling a leafling, and converted into horrible leaf monsters. Oh, that's horrifying. So you're going underground to recover these people and hopefully someday cure them. <laughs> uh, so you just have a, a mass of zombies you're collecting, basically? Kinda. They look, like, shrubbery-ish. Um... You you get them and you eventually uh, slice spoilers for Pikmin Four. You find a cure. Okay. Uh, and you have a home base. Like think modern video game home base full of people you know that provide functions you need. Huh. So you got the lab guy who's making consumable devices, but also equipment upgrades. You have you have not only equipment for Ochi, you have skills for Ochi. <laughs> Ochi gets like 
upgrading the amount of damage he does, the abilities he can do. At some point, you can train him to jump up in midair and bite airborne enemies. Ooh. It's really good. Um, I need to know, since he said that the caves are kind of like kicking twos caves. Yeah. Do they come off as auto-generated and weird things that couldn't actually exist underground? So... No, those are saved for a different thing, which I will really get into that absolutely fits the definition of that. But those are different from the normal caves. Okay. I'm not going to say the D word yet. So. Weird thing about these caves, I swear at least at least five of them have been from Pikmin 2. Like they are the same caves from Pikmin 2. Weird. Uh, Pikmin... For the way it controls the elements in it are so different, though, that it felt fresh yet again. Uh, here's an example of how Pikmin 4 might be more for a normal person than Pikmin 3 even. So one of the core features of Ochi uh -huh. is Ochi will just follow you at all times. You can actually pull up a command thing to tell him to go somewhere or return to you if you upgraded the skills that much. Uh, I didn't because I'm doing just fine. But when you board Ochi... All of the Pikmin, all 80 or whatever you get, will jump onto Ochi so you can now move Pikmin to dodge attacks and things easily. Oh, my God. Not only that, Ochi has a charge attack where you can... It's the same button as jump, so you jump and you hold it, mm -hmm. and once the meter builds, you can unleash a charge attack where he rams into the side of the enemy, doing damage, and unleashing every Pikmin that was on his fur on their face. <laughs> So it's this massively really good way to dodge giant enemy attacks and then immediately unleash untold amounts of damage. Mm. Uh, you can also upgrade this charge hit to do more damage. Add a stun to the enemy. You can make uh, Ochi and yourself immune to the different elements like freezing winds, fire, electricity. Mm -hmm. It's really good how much Ochi does just change how you interact with the game and what you can do also you can upgrade ochi to be a hundred times as strong as a pikmin so he can just move a watermelon back to base by himself what it's really good uh they did a fantastic job through ochi reinventing what the core of pikmin is to be not only like fantastically fresh but a lot more approachable for your normal person uh I have been enjoying the hell out of this game. I'm just 100%ing every level as I go. Even though at a certain point, they're like, dude, we know where Olimar is. Can you go save him? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> there might be an apple around here somewhere that I really need to get. <laughs> is, is Louie in this game? Not as far as I know. And I hope definitely not based on things that have happened with Louie. That piece of is human he, is garbage. He just, is he just going to be the villain like he's become the Dark Lord now? It, it's entirely possible. Yeah, you get you get Olimar back, and then like his first quest is, I need to go kill Louie right now. Yeah, we have we have to fuck chaos. <laughs> we have, yes. Louie is headed for the planet core. We have to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so we haven't talked about the D word. So some of these caves, uh -huh. they lead to Dandori battles because this is an untranslatable super word. Okay. They left it as Dandori in this game. Sure. Dandori is the essence of organizing your uh, step of events, your actions in order to optimize for time. Mm. So you can see how that is the core of Pikmin. Yes. And this loan word is like the 
core of this game, but also like not one word in English. Hmm. So they just left it. And these leaflings will challenge you to Dandori battles <laughs> where it's like we have this much time and we need to get the most sparklium we can. And sparklium could be like treasures you get uh, or you grab and all these other things. And you're just doing these 1v1 battles that the game also has for you to do multiplayer with your friends who enjoy Pikmin. Because you have those, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it has online, right? So you might be able to find them on the internet. I actually don't know. Uh, I got a digital copy of this. Uh, Evil Lucario gives me a copy. Thank you, Evil Lucario, for the copy. Um, I don't know. I assume it was local because that doesn't <laughs> sound like Nintendo. That's true. Uh, okay, I'm seeing people say there's no online. Of um, course. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, the Dendori battles are really, really cool because they are so different all the time. Like, the, you can't even bring in your own Pikmin. You get a preset, like, this is your starting deck. Yeah, that makes sense. And the okay, fields yeah, can have... balance something. Pick, right. And the fields have, like, Pikmin you could go find. Mm -hmm. uh, and tight time limits that make it really, really fun and interesting. Sometimes it's, it's you doing a level, a Dendori battle against just the level, and other times it is literally 1v1 with the Leafling. So... As as it goes, you start getting like gotcha pun item drops from the sky. Like think Mario Kart. Uh-huh. Sort of like levels of just have lightning strike down my foes, sort of thing. And that'll just shoot their uh their Ochi, which is its name is Moss. Okay. Uh it'll hit it with a bolt of lightning. So this dog's just getting electrified because you need to win. <laughs> Uh, there are a bunch of items that are very interesting and stuff like that. What, what's what's up? I'm sorry, just that sentence somehow ripped itself out of context and hit me. <laughs> this dog's getting electrocuted <laughs> because, because you, you need, need to, to win. win. It's okay. Like, wow, this mayoral race got way out of control. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an evil dog. Okay, it's an evil dog. It is like even more menacing Ochi. <laughs> to be clear, Mo Ochi should be should be a scramble of the year to some people, but those people are Pikmin fans, and their tolerance for horrifying creatures is like turned too high. Yeah, I've so really, it's most hideous creature. I looked up an image of it recently, and was like, "Oh, that is awful." Yeah, they know <laughs> what a creature. <laughs> they engineered Ochi to be uh, kind of horrifying. Yeah, there you go. That's a way of phrasing it. Moss is Ochi's Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the Dendori battles are really, really cool uh, and add another layer to this because every single time you're basically battling for uh, one of the people who has been kidnapped by them. So it's mm. either someone, as you as you definitely know, the lore of Pikmin is if somebody suffers traumatic shock, the spacesuit they're in will put them in, a, in cryogenic sleep, basically. <laughs> yeah. It'll just shoot them with gas and they'll just be asleep. So all these people are unconscious and being kidnapped by the Leaflings because of the crash ship. And the funniest thing is at first it starts with like, oh, okay, yeah, the rescue team, that was this whole squad of people who showed up before you, they went missing and you need to rescue them. But eventually it becomes, and then this guy who's really into flowers went to this planet and he got lost <laughs> and this school bus full of children went to this planet and it's like, why are all these fucking people coming here? This is what the, what we need to see them escalate the alien franchise with instead it's of tree. <laughs> That would be really good. It was just like, why do they keep coming here? <laughs> we we somehow kept the xenomorphs from escaping this planet, but they keep coming here. I'm like, oh, cool. Xenomorphs are sick. Send Ripley back in again. No. Uh, 
Yeah, Pikmin 4 is really, really good. I actually recommend it to anyone who maybe didn't even enjoy uh, past Pikmin games all that much because it's so different now. And I haven't even talked about the overnight missions. Because the reason you do the overnight missions is to get the a bioluminescent extract from these uh, spires that form overnight. What's the, up? The, the bioluminescent overnight oats. Yes, the bi <laughs> you have to get the bioluminescent overnight oats. Uh, and those missions have those glow Pikmin. The oh, yeah. Pikmin that are made of pure energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw those being advertised. Which the amazing thing about those is, uh, you know, you have the X button to tell your Pikmin to charge at any enemy. Mm -hmm. For them, much like Ochi, they have a charge charge attack where you press and hold that and they become a Genki Dama almost. <laughs> where they just form an energy ball and then your dude is like, ha! And then they fly into the enemy, stun everyone around, reform into Pikmin and fly and start eating them. Huh. It is sick. Uh, but those missions are weirdly enough tower defense. Huh, okay, is a way yeah. you could consider them. Um, you're defending against waves of enemies trying to outlast to the morning uh, because all of these overnight cracked out Pikmin monsters will try to tear down the uh, little anthill slash spire thing that forms overnight to create this juice. Um, so that is a very different type of gameplay for Pikmin because uh, <laughs> it is it is it gets the odds can get against you pretty fast there given the number of uh, the number of enemies there are. One of the weird defenses is in a normal tower defense game, you would build structures that would defend against these waves of monsters. Mm -hmm. In this, you're just building false bases huh. to distract them from destroying your real base. And then you just go around with the glow Pikmin and fight them? or is Yes. There, okay. Yeah, you are just running around frantically at all times. You can leave Ochi defending different structures, too. Okay, so you have a little bit of a tower-like thing, but it's only Ochi. Yes, it's Ochi. Um, you also do have consumables, like, from the other modes of this game where you can put mines in the ground. Okay. Uh, this... There is a lot to this game. It is hard to recap in a simple segment such as this, but it's it's really fascinating how much they built it out. You know, I didn't play Pikmin 2 and 3 and go, they should have a bunch of skills in here. <laughs> um, and the fact Ochi has his own equipment for defending against specific elements and giving him more life and giving him more defense rather than your main playable character, which is to create a character for anyone who didn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have, like, different hairstyles, different skin tones, different things. Um, is Ochi something from the planet they are on, or is, they some, is it something they brought? Weirdly enough, that is a, a, a standard part of the rescue team core. Okay. Um, they send out these rescue pups <laughs> on these missions, but maybe I haven't gotten far enough to know what's up. But the planet seems to be changing Ochi. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I think don't, Ochi should have a little barrel around his neck that contains like a martini, <laughs> martini shaker. <laughs> and that's like the first thing Olimar goes for when you rescue him. See, I was sitting here, I was like, yeah, then Louis would just get himself lost constantly to just keep <laughs> drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm lost again. Come save me. Uh, but yeah, no, this, this game is really, really good. Uh, I wish I had played it sooner. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it other than I wish it came out on the Switch 2. I wish it was a Switch 2 launch title uh -huh. so it could run at like 60 frames per second instead of 30. Okay, it's like locked 30. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It doesn't really dip too often. and uh, Not that I really noticed anyways. Uh, visually, it looks stunning as hell. Like it's weird huh. how good it looks. <laughs> 
uh, and these areas are so massive and you get this different camera angle than you're used to in Pikmin. You get like a very nice depth of field and like hyper-realistic graphics from a like, you know, they're, what's, what's the term? Physically-based rendering materials. So mm. like everything looks like how it should look. That's kind of crazy to think of a Pikmin game with that, but all right. Which is why it gets more horrifying when it's like, yeah, I'd nominate for Ochi for most horrible looking creature or most hideous creature but then there's the pan's labyrinth flower which it looks like a normal flower until you walk up on it and then it turns out the flower heads and stems are its fucking eyes so it just uh, looks like the pan's labyrinth eye hand monster uh-huh. horrible horrible uh yeah they they have so many things with this like you know, like a mini achievement system, as you know, Nintendo doesn't have achievements or trophies. Uh-huh. So their achievement system in this works out to like, okay, get so many of this type of survivor. Like, hey, like the teacher who uh, brought the kids here is like, hey, yeah, there's going to be an insane amount of paperwork and some terrible stuff go down if I don't return to my planet with those children. So can you find all the kids I brought to this planet? <laughs> and once you do that, you get a little bit more of the currency you use to upgrade equipment and buy consumable items and things like that. And it's just a bunch of a bunch of little micro quests like that that you get from this base camp full of like I don't know, 20 plus people who all specialize in different things. Like some of them are uh, interested in alien creatures. So they now have the Piclopedia, which is the encyclopedia of Pikmin monsters. Mm. Um, So as you fill that out, they'll give you things. Uh, There's the uh, beautician who, of course, can change your hairstyles and stuff down the road. There's uh, the person who trains Ochi and all these other things. This is a fantastic video game. I never thought they would make a Pikmin that felt this incredibly how how do i put this there's so much money put into this and every different aspect of it seems so thoroughly filled out that that's weird when i played pikmin one on the gamecube i never thought the future (laughs) is it having all these player choices and things that are super interesting down the road uh, I definitely recommend people give this a try. I don't know if they put out a demo or something. That would be ideal, obviously. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But uh, that is the end of my Pikmin 4 segment. Bob, did you have any questions about Pikmin 4? Like, you know, what would be the thing for you that makes you go? Because you don't even use the right analog stick to pilot the Pikmin anymore. It literally is. You use the charge command to make them charge at stuff. You can still throw them. Right. I, I, th- I feel like they already changed that in three, though, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, yeah. But this is this is now the Ochi thing changes it even more where I'm just riding around on Ochi most of the time because he can swim across stuff. So he keeps Pikmin who can't go in water safe uh-huh. from drowning. Uh, and he has a jump command. So they added like platforming. Yeah. To Pikmin. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It is a surprisingly good game. I didn't think that when I kicked that can down the road five months. (laughs) I did not expect this. Uh, But that's all I want to say about Pikmin 4. Uh, Hey, Bob, did you want to talk about something that isn't Mindjack for even a second longer? We can talk about Mindjack and then I can do my stuff. Hey, Bob, I would like to talk about my, something other than Mindjack for even a second sure. longer. I, I finished, or I didn't finish Octopass 2, but I put a lot of time into it this week because I was like, I still haven't gone back and finished that game. And I'm on the final chapter for almost every character. Hmm. So I came back and did the conclusions for basically for all those characters, but then there's more after that. 
Um, it's, it, those final chapters for each of them is actually really good. Um, cool. they, they feel like they really wrap up each angle of the story for, that they all had. Uh, the only one I was kind of disappointed in was Temenos. He's like the detective guy. So his entire thing, his whole campaign is trying to solve myst a mystery. And you solve like a tiny part of the mystery. But then they leave the rest of it for what is clearly going to be the after you finish every story thing. So mm. his his ending isn't doesn't feel good at all. It's just like, and then he <laughs> continued. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of seems authentic to the noir sort of thing mm -hmm. to some extent. A but little yeah, bit. I, I, I'm glad that pro probably post everything else. they Probably. Probably. Hopefully. That's what I'm waiting to see. Um, but everyone else's story was really good. Like uh, Particio's the the merchant guy, mm -hmm. and his story is really neat because in the middle of it, he makes a department store. Like literally, he invents a concept of a department store, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a really interesting thing to do in an RPG. I don't think I've ever seen that before. He invents the mall, and then much like the actual inventor of the mall, he quotes Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> about the horrors of his creation <laughs> um so yeah i i'm still like a little put off by the concept of a game like this where every character's story is so like hauled or like sanctioned off to their own thing mm -hmm. but hopefully it wraps is it wraps up and we now have things where they can interact with each other more because i've beaten all the stories that makes it better for me okay i was gonna ask at what point, how many hours does it take for you to hit that segment? 90 hours. That's what I'm sitting at. There was one thing earlier in the game where it was like, okay, they, each of them is getting a, a chapter where they pair off with another character. And that's, that's something. It's giving me hope. But I thought there'd be more of those than one chapter in the middle of a game and then one chapter here at 90 hours in. <laughs> Which I might have been able to get here faster, but that there's i think the main problem with octopass is maybe it's too big <laughs> yeah it, you know when i'm hearing time play through times of an hour uh, 100 hours plus uh-huh that that it seems like a reasonable thing right. should have been more like 120 <laughs> this sounds uh, just as reasonable as the person who's like you know to get the most out of xenoblade 3 future redeem dlc you really need to play all three xenoblade or all four xenoblade games really you only need to play the three so yeah x, like x, x doesn't is, have anything to do with anything matter. but no so, no no you're forgetting you're forgetting xenosaga that's really critical to, to getting the max amount of enjoyment out of Future Redeem. And yet, if How I can you played, forget Xenosaga, if I played all of Xenosaga, you... enjoyment is the last thing on my mind. <laughs> That's not true. You'd be desperate for enjoyment because you were just in the desert for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> every every single time they discuss, like maybe we'll do a Xenosaga collection. Oh no, we won't. I'm like, yeah, they looked at the games. They looked at them. They're like, this is what we would be putting out. Going through dot hack is like chewing through hard tack, but even that is more no more nutritious than Xenosaga. Yeah, I uh, I beat dot hack one back in the day. I definitely didn't get you Xenosaga one. I hear that's the best of them. <laughs> I have I I I'm afraid to look up how far I got into Xenosaga one because it felt real deep. Because it felt like I played 40 hours, but also nothing had happened and there was nothing resembling like a normal structure of a video game. So I had no idea where I was in the 
concept of the story. I always wanted to go back to it because I started seeing cutscenes get posted from it way later. Where it's like some kid commits suicide by blowing his own head off with magic. And I was like, what? Yeah. I need to see yeah, like I've what leads that. into this. I've seen that cutscene too. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's voiced by one of the Digimon voice actors too, so it really sells it. Yeah, I can't remember. Was he Ty? Uh, I think he was the, the kid with the little red bug. Okay. Is he? Okay. Something yeah, like that. I think that's right. I saw that clip and I was like, man, that was uh <laughs> This explained quickly. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I needed this in my life. <laughs> like if if you've ever played a game and been like this game has too many cutscenes, go play Xenosaga and learn how wrong you were for whatever that game was being your bar. <laughs> You'll have a whole new bar for too many cutscenes when you play Xenosaga. That's true. People think Metal Gear Solid's the bar? No. Uh-uh. I just, I, I just thought whenever Xenosaga comes up, I think of this dirt old webcomic. I have no idea what webcomic it even was. It was just like, hey, you playing Xenosaga? And the guy goes, more like not playing it. And then they both laugh. And that's the entire gag. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an of that era webcomic. <laughs> speaking, speaking of of that era webcomics, Bob, I went and looked up the VG cats. That is, yep, nothing but blood and fluff. Yeah. Talking about Winnie the Pooh. I didn't realize that was literally... A Kingdom Hearts comic. Yeah. All I remembered is that Winnie the Pooh was dissected. Insected that makes sense. To I, find out that nothing but fluff and blood was inside. <laughs> Great. So that that uh that changes the amount of times I reference that during Kingdom Hearts streams <laughs> to be hyper relevant <laughs> to everyone who enjoyed VG Cats. They exist, right? They didn't vanish. Anyway, I also, to actually finish these chapters, I was like, well, I need the level grind to get powerful enough to just be able to stomp through this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just did that while watching the entire Disto Tech uh, stream they did on Monday. Uh -huh. So that was like three hours straight of level grinding. And the way you level grind in this, you put on a bunch of accessories to make their version of the Metal Slime show up mm -hmm. more frequently. Yeah. These are some of the lowest encounter rates I've seen for that sort of thing ever. That's disgusting. Yeah, no, I did it for three hours. I saw maybe five of them. At that point, you're basically just, that's, that's, you don't know it, but you turn this normal video game into a game as a service. Like, that's <laughs> destiny shit right there. Yeah, I looked into the oct Octopuffs and just, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not messing with any of that. Yeah, so it, I ended up getting a lot more level just from doing the killing I was to try and find the Octopuffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, speaking of that discotheque thing. Yeah. Reaffirming that yet again, we should uh, just sell out entirely and become discotheque whores for a podcast. Oh, absolutely. And we have no like we have no moral complication with that, <laughs> just to be clear. Discotheque, if you're listening, contact us. Anyways, uh, they are releasing on Blu-ray that German anime cross-promotion, The Little Mermaid. Yes. On Blu-ray. Yeah. So for the third time in less than a calendar year, I will be buying that exact movie. They they even said during the stream, like, we had no idea Rift Tracks was doing going to announce this three days before us. Yeah. It's a complete coincidence. Rift Tracks, three days before the discotheque event, releases The Little Mermaid, which is, what is it, Hans Anderson? I would ask Tosh, but she's got earbuds and she can't hear us. Oh, uh, yeah, Hans Christian Anderson, I think. There we go. Uh that the anime the little mermaid based on that and uh they had commentary baked in and 
like last year I had finally gotten because Tosh grew up with this and she hadn't watched it in forever. Um, I had gotten the Amazon Prime version, which both of those look like butt. Yeah. I like, was surprised that the Rift Pack looked better than I thought it would. It looked better than the Amazon Prime version. I'm not surprised about that because on the Rift Pack one, you can see film game and stuff. They can, cl you can. They clearly yeah. have like a decent capture of it. Yeah, somehow they got a, a decent recording quality of that. Um, but but yeah, now, now Discotex is like, got the full. So <laughs> I'm, I bought what is notionally The Little Mermaid, a movie also notionally for children. Nah, uh, sure. But you, you've <laughs> seen it now, Bob Saw with the Rift Tracks. I'm, I'm trying to remember if I've seen I I ha we had some fucking ancient VHS tape that had like anime fairy tales where it had like I think it had the Little Mermaid. I know what and you're also talking had the taming about. Taming of the Shrew, I think. Yes, was I, one. I was trying to find out more about this specific version of the Little Mermaid, and yeah, I think it is a part of that collection because I bumped into that looking for it. Uh, I also thought the part of the disco tech stream was like. Here's a tokusatsu thing we're doing from Toei, and then Toei killed the stream as soon as they tried to show the trailer for it. Very serious <laughs> company, not at all run by incompetence. Yeah, no, and it was like, they, they weren't even announcing that for the first time. They're like, we just want to promote this thing, and we're going to show you the trailer for the thing that's already out. You can go order it now. Mm -hmm. And then immediately stream dies. Yeah, that's, I and heard about it afterward. Discotech, you won't even have to pay us for this one. <laughs> If you do a Blu-ray release of Musashi Gundo, I will force everyone to watch it. He's right. <laughs> hmm. God. I have to wonder, the rights can't be too complicated for that, I hope. It's just, it's just a normal anime. It's like not, wasn't lost or anything. It was just, we made a horrible anime the year the 2006 bubble burst. Right. Did, was that Genian? I feel like it was. And they have been getting a lot of stuff from Genian. It was it was some studio that never did anything before or after. I think it was based on an old monkey punch, the creators of Lupin concept. Huh. And I think the studio that made it didn't do anything after or before. It was like because I watched the first four episodes because I think uh, I think they eventually got subtitled recently back in the day. I think only four episodes got done. It was like, yeah. This isn't just there's no money. This is there is no money and none of us knew how to do this. Yeah, like, as I found out as an, another part of that stream, another big problem can come from if the company got out of anime, they might have lost all the documentation they need to re-release anime. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's really unfortunate. Bob, it, we never a... picked up Project Echo 3 on Blu-ray. Did we not? No. I thought, okay. Because, yeah, look at this box art. That hasn't been sitting around. No. No. We picked up two, okay. and we haven't watched that since that showed up. Right. Which, for people who don't know, I fucking love Project Echo. <laughs> Even the bad ones are worth owning, he said, <laughs> having not watched there, the series. There's some stuff they've done, but it looks like they almost never did production. They were like, hey, do you need, like, a real photo <laughs> to intercut into a scene? We'll go get that for you. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the name of that they, weird they just, project is. I think it's Project the, the, the Final or something. The Final. Yeah. I get it confused with the Dirty Pair. Uh, also. Wait. No, the Final is just the last that's one. That's the last movie. Yeah. yeah there's. They haven't weird. announced releasing that, right? No, that's already out, I think. I think they're done with Solve Project Aiko. Really? Yeah, except for that other, the other OVA you're talking about, which they apparently can't get the rights to. It's weird and messed up. Uh, I don't even know if that's good. So yeah, who knows? I, I'm not even going to lament that. What the fuck? That's two Blu-rays I haven't even got. 
time. <laughs> I need to do that before they lose the rights again. <laughs> That's true. Right. I, I knew 4 came out because it has that goofy robot in the cover. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. Um, but aside from there being a ton of level grinding, back uh -huh. to Octopath 2. Yeah, back to Octopath 2, the thing we've been talking about this whole time, if you trust the, Absolutely. the topic thing over there. About what level range are you when you finished all the end chapters? Uh, my main character was 65 or almost 70. Oh, those rookie numbers. Yeah, and then everyone else was sitting around uh, 55 to 60. I mean, that, that's what I hit the last boss at. Okay. Okay. Um, which made me able to pretty well stomp through a lot of stuff. So it was very funny seeing these final bosses for these chapters. They have to get words out before they die. Yes. <laughs> so you often do like, I just hit you with three of the most powerful attacks known to man. You, you are now in negative health wise, but you need to take another turn so you can say something. So sometimes they'd be like, oh, now I'm going to power up and do my f ultimate final move. Poison kills him. <laughs> like, he is poisoned already. He dies before I can take another turn. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, when I, w when I was playing Star Ocean 2 with Cornbread Pockets, we, we decided to floss on the final boss at level 255 before powering him up. Like, we just <laughs> wanted to see what that happens. And he, like, turns into his Super Saiyan form halfway through. Um, and once you get him to that level of health, he just won't take more damage until he does that. <laughs> Always funny. Because it's like, you'd have been dead in 30 seconds if you hadn't had that protection. Right? It's Did like, no, dude, you got you got knocked out because the, the whole mechanic is this is breaking their guard so you can then hammer them with literally everything. Mm-hmm. So you do that with some of the most insanely overpowered attacks in the game. They don't know what the, what year it is. Did they ever put a new game plus in any of the Xenoblade games? I feel like those guys. I it. feel like those. And yet my brain immediately went, nah, I'm not interested, which is weird. And then I realized that's because they're 80 hours. Yeah. <laughs> like at yeah. no point is Dan video games going to go, oh man, I totally have another 80 hours. <laughs> Being strong in an RPG is a highly unique and incredibly rewarding experience. <laughs> the, it's true. Facts. Game facts. Yeah, you get some really goofy stuff in this. Like, the way I was power grinding was you get an ability on the merchant where you get to start with a limit break. Okay. You just have it at the start of the round for the uh, a battle. Mm -hmm. So you get that on two, your characters have really insanely good limit breaks, and they can just wipe basically anything in the first round. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so you end up hearing a lot of the same quotes over and over again as you do this. <laughs> Ooh. Some sort of bark? Yes. That might be mind-numbing? Uh-huh. Potentially? It might just be some little girl yelling, I'm starving, before she murders people. <laughs> I was wondering how you were hearing that that often. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah but that's all i got to say about octopass i think that the it's really neat i'm i i've enjoyed the endings of these quarries a lot and if anything it just needed to be a little shorter <laughs> it is maybe brutal to have eight characters like this but i can't even point out one and be like they should be removed because it is really neat to see all the different sides of this world so i don't know I don't know what I would change. It's just, this is a uh, lot. You could change yourself and overcome your weakness and wish for the game to be twice as long. <laughs> what's I wish I was still playing Octopath Traveler. <laughs> what, what is it? Is, what's Octo for, for 16? 
We needed 16 playable characters. Something Decahedron? Septa-Deca. Well, Septa-Deca should be 60, uh, right? So Deca-Septa? Hedron? I don't think it goes beyond 10. Like, I don't think it goes to six to 16. I think you have one through 10, and then it's like, okay, now we're at 100 and 1,000 and million and... But that is everything I have to say about Octopath 2. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else other than Mindhack to talk about? No, I have. I, they released a ton of demos this week, so I got to play all of those, a lot of those at least. Okay. Let's talk about that. Sure. You really don't want to talk about Mindhack. Um, one real, like, full release game I have to play. I did not play much of this, but Moon, Mo Momodora Moonlit Farewell came out. Yes. Last night at, like, 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. Are we back? We may be back. Uh, it is a lot like uh, three, but it. Oh, thank God. Yeah, it's it's definitely stylistically back there. Um, you have a three hit combo, but at the end of it, now she shows her leaf out, and you can da damage enemies by getting them stuck in this like energy circle she produces in front of her, and then she saws bow and arrow for long range attacks. Um, it has some issues being a launch PC game, though. I'm having a bunch of screen tearing. Even if I turn VSync on, it doesn't seem to get rid of it. Yeah, somebody was saying the VSync on thing is literally just an input lag toggle and doesn't. That's what it feels like. Okay, great. You can, awesome. you can definitely feel the input lag just go like skyrocket. I was going to ask you, are either of your monitors G-Sync? Uh, technically, the LG TV is G-Sync. Okay, so your PC still hooked up to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I, didn't, <laughs> I did not get to play much of this. I didn't get to, to dig into the settings and try and fix it and try and make sure G-Sync was activated properly and everything. Maybe yeah, there's also it. forcing it through the driver level. You can go into G-Force experience and tell it, hey, bro. Yeah, and that's that's the sort of thing that's like that's what you hate about PC. Yeah, game. that's what I hate about PC gaming. I was like, no, I want to play the beginning of this game and enjoy it, and not be like menu searching. Yeah, I definitely lost like an hour plus on Alan Wake Two to just fucking around in menus. Just to yeah, and that sucks because honestly, know. the beginning of Alan Wake Two is really great. I didn't do it at the beginning. Okay, that's good. I, I waited a little bit longer. I waited until after uh, they drink the coffee simultaneously in the car. Okay, so. That's you know, it's, it's it's a down it's you know you get a little bit of a down like yeah. a, a yeah, rest it, moment yeah. but but yeah here it is just it is weird uh hopefully once i once that stuff gets ironed out i'm hoping that the games will be pretty cool uh it does start out pretty differently it gives you um a tiny little tutorial area that's pretty quick and just is like okay this is how the jumps and the arrows and everything work and you ring this bell to do save and heal and then you get sent to a town mm -hmm. and there's like actually a full set of NPCs in this town that you can talk to. And it's like, that's Momo Mordera three is very much. The world is dead. You don't have a group of NPCs you're talking to all the time. You have like one job keep okay. and then a few undead creatures and stuff like that you talk to. But this starts out with just a full town of people and you go out on, you get a quest from like the, the head of the village and you, that's the start of the journey. So I'm curious how they're, that's going to work into the story, if they're going to like just immediately kill this town off or if we're going to see this town get upgrades throughout the game. Uh, I also got to see a little bit of the familiar system, which is now you can find these familiars in the environment. They'll follow you around. And like the one I found heals you, but it sounds like other ones will do other stuff. Um, so yeah, there's lots of neat systems, but I've only played it for like 20 minutes. And then was most of that being like, oh man, 
screen tearing. What's happening? <laughs> uh, so as far as other things I played, I'll talk about the demos. Okay. I got the play. Otoki Katsugeki Mamade no Bakeru, which is the Goemon like that only came to Japan uh, is for the Switch. Come on, please announce it for the West. Somebody in even our Discord pointed out bad. in 2021, they made a comment about developing a game for worldwide release. Huh. That specific studio. So it might have been talking about this. After playing it, just one level, uh -huh. changed my opinion of it, of why they have not already brought it here uh -huh. and announced it for here. It's been too... Okay, Switch 2, please. They oh, run, yeah. It runs real bad. Oh, yeah. No. Like, everyone's yeah, I could bad. Tell by, I could tell by looking at it that that game wasn't going to run well on the Switch. Yeah, everyone's been saying that. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was going to be. I was like, it's going to be rough. I didn't think it'd be... Yeah, usually... I, I don't even know if there's a frame cap at 30. I don't think there is. I think it's just going wildly fluctuating between 20 and 40 at all times. Mm -hmm. And it never gets above that 40. <laughs> Because it feels like it runs a little smooth in the 30, but it does not feel like it ever hits 60. Cool. Um, but there's actually like a decent bit of uh, combo variety here. You can do like triangle jumps from Mario where you run one way and then run mm -hmm. the other and do the, the higher jump. That's a little weird. Yeah. Um, and you have the two attack buttons. So you have L1 and R1 will be your left and right. Like you have the, the drum paddle things for a, uh, a taiko drum. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you can alternate between those to do different combos. Or you can hold them to charge up and do one big hit. Cool. Uh, you get transformations, which seem pretty neat. Like, the one that I got to try out in the demo was you turn into a mini you. And it lets you, like, sneak into smaller areas, but also gives you, like, a float jump like, like Yoshi. Uh-huh. And you have a power bar for that, so there are going to be stuff in the levels that require it. So this was inspired by Goemon, huh? That's, that's crazy. Yeah, there's definitely not Weird. a character in Goemon just because it's real tiny, is there? Mm -mm, okay, no. just checking. No. Uh, it definitely feels kiddier than Goemon. It feels like it's really going for... No, this is for children. Yeah, uh, somebody... I forget. Somebody somewhere wrote an article where they were like, clearly they're not going to bring it over because it's unenjoyable because of how kiddy it is. I wouldn't go that far, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was weird. It also has like... A lot of more, a lot more action game mechanics than you might expect. Like you've got a perfect dodge that gets you like super close to the enemies really quickly if you time it just right. Huh. And you've got a, a perfect uh, guard where you'll reflect bullets back at enemies using it. Uh, so yeah, it's got a decent amount of like actual combat game depths to it, more than I expected at least. Man, it sure would be sick if this shipped on PS5, huh? Yeah. It, it sure would be sick if Japan realized that, you know. <laughs> Maybe we don't want to play games on the Switch, mm -hmm. which is absolutely ancient hardware that is not very capable. Switch 2 will be different. Yes, I, I'm very hopeful for this for coming to Switch 2. Um, it seems like each level, like at least the two I played, mm -hmm. like the main goal is getting to the end of the stage, but to actually leave the stage, you need to find all these rainbow lanterns hidden in the stage. Hmm. So it's like doing a little bit of, okay, look in the environment for this stuff. Like mm. dig, either kill the enemy that's glowing or uh, hit a hit a glowing space on the ground, that sort of thing. So I don't know how much it's going to be involved throughout the game, or if that's just going like the first level. They just shoved them all at the end and be like, "Hey, this is what the mechanic is." <laughs> but the second level is okay. You're going through a large linear level and you find these throughout it. <laughs> Can you find all my M&Ms? Yeah, you seem to have dropped them on your porch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's all of them. Do I get a reward now? Yeah, you can leave. Thank you. <laughs> but the game looks very nice. I understand why it's running so bad. It looks yeah, real good. You can tell by looking at it that it would not run great on a Switch. Yeah, for sure. Once again, we're available. You can you can have us work as a consultant. You can just send us a picture of your game, and I'm going to go, that, that won't run on the Switch. <laughs> that is too big for Switch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm still hopeful for it. I still really want to play it as long as they do a Switch 2 version. <laughs> yeah, or the Switch 2 buffs the performance yeah, the of Switch, Switch 2. Yeah, the Switch 2 might games. just b- b- buff this into making it fully acceptable. Yeah, that's entirely possible, especially, you know, how powerful it's coming in at. That should definitely smooth it out. Mm-hmm. And it looks like there'll be four transformations, so I'm excited to see what all those are and what gameplay mechanics they have attached to them. Cool. Because turning small is funny and all but it's pretty funny <laughs> what if you got really small then you could go in like a mouse hole in a wall that that's what be, you do that would be funny <laughs> that would so be, funny oh it's so hilarious <laughs> i also got to play a little bit of, this is like getting like 30 minutes before coming here to record the podcast uh-huh i booted up grand blue relink that's a, but that game's not real we've been <laughs> waiting too long it's no longer real right right yeah it's just fake how many years in a row did we give that most anticipated game sponsor slash winner three? I think it was four, three total, probably. Dan, that's crazy talk. Just because a game takes a long time to come out doesn't mean that acting like it's not real after it finally does is a funny bit to do. Which is why I'll stop when it comes out, because only a jackass would keep going after it comes out. <laughs> Except for Skull and Bones. That, that, that one's allowed. You're allowed to do that. <laughs> we call this the Skull and Bones Clause. Oh, my God. Skull and Bones being real might make me, I don't know, mortified? I need the them word? to delay it again and change the logo again. Somehow make it even that less would, appealing. You know what? Yeah. I feel like I might be I, more comfortable if they did that one last time <laughs> or they changed the logo and stuff. I don't think, I don't think that, I think it's just good. It's going to be like, yeah, here's our mini game accomplished. Like here, here's sorry. a game that is, so, here's a game that is so stunningly incomplete that the modern industry doesn't know how to deal with it. We sat Chris Wolfhart in a room with season 11's content for Sea of Thieves and Skull and Bones. Can he tell the difference? <laughs> They're like, uh, yeah, that one in something anybody would want, so I bet that one's Sea of Thieves. <laughs> oh, he got us again! I'm sorry, I just need the version of Skull and Bones that comes out in two years and has Times New Roman font that just says Skull and Bones and launches it, on Steam only, downloadably. It looks like an Xbox Live indie game. Yes! It's got stock photos for the box art and stuff. It's like, I don't know who you fired to get to this, but it's hilarious. Oh, this is great. Thank you. All the God. gravitas and respect it deserves. <laughs> please, please don't pay $70 for Skull and Bones. Now, is this an advisory for you, the listener, or a specific command to me, Bob? <laughs> you, you, you're going to stick your hand in that blender to show the world because nobody's going to play it. Right. But, but to the average person, that game will be $35 in two weeks. The, that Avatar game went down that fast. That is true. Yeah. We like Ubisoft is not a company that has even the ability to hold out. Especially now. 
Yeah. Feels like now more than ever, they need copies to sell fast. <sighs> Bob, did you? Um, but yeah, about Grand Blue Relink. Yeah. That game is pretty cool. Yeah. They let me play two different modes. There's the story mode and then the 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 quest mode, which is kind of like their join up online and play stuff with your friends, kind of like Monster Hunter. Oh, okay. Cool. The story mode had uh, like opened up with a full like as you expect cinematic where everything is properly moving and everything, and then it quickly devolved into uh just characters talking to each other and doing back and forth cameras with very little movement. Mm-hmm. Which is I guess to be expected of a like full big RPG. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything fully yeah. like design cutscenes. Yeah. Uh but the the art's very nice for it. The combo system seems pretty cool. The the only thing that I'm worried about is because you have four dudes running around at once at all times, it can get a little like nauseating for how much is going on. It might be hard to track everything. Yeah, I checked out some of the footage from the demo and yeah, yeah, I get that vibe too. Right, like you can you can target lock stuff at least, so you can very much find the enemy. It's just there's a hundred other effects going on, so it might be hard to actually like properly time a dodge <laughs> or a block. Right, navigate that space in a meaningful capacity. Right. Yeah. Uh, but your your main character Gron has a, a launcher. He's got like square attacks or regular attacks, and then you can mix that in with triangle attacks to do special attacks, kind of like in Dynasty Warriors. And I think he even has moves where it goes between the two, so it's more more complicated than so Dynasty Warriors. So it's Rembu like. <laughs> yeah yeah dan rembu like i hope that was an insightful comment for all you action game fans out there um and you, then you get abilities that you hold r1 then all the face buttons become different attacks like different successful moves and it seems like you'll right. learn more of those as it goes like you had three in the in the story mission and then a different three in the quest mission so there's going to be more than just the standard four buttons on the face i assume and once you like break an enemy's guard, you can do a link attack where like you and one of the other characters team up and attack a dude, uh, which is cool and cinematic looking. I did not play enough to really see how how this is, any of this is going to be balanced. Right. But I do did play enough to see that each character is going to play pretty differently. Good. Like it kind of reminds Sengoku Basra and the amount of just variation there was. Like you, I. Uh, on story mode, it didn't let me choose anyone but the main character, Gran. Mm-hmm. But in quest mode, it gave me like 10 different characters I could make. Oh, sick. Yeah. Awesome. So I chose Narimaya, the uh, the sword uh, girl with the, that does quick draw stuff like Virgil. Yeah. And instead of triangle button doing like different uh, heavy attacks and stuff, it literally switches her whole combo set. Oh, awesome. So she just switches between two different stances using that. That's awesome. And Dope. She, yeah. And like when you select a new character, it's like, hey, here's the tutorial for them. So I also selected Zeta, and it's like, okay, she's got her own different mechanics and things around counterattacks. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, like, really interesting. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, Bob, quick question. What's up? Uh, this, this, this is just now coming out, and I feel like it's been three, maybe even four whole years since Platinum finished their contract on the game. Would you... Uh, <laughs> fulfilled their contract on the game? Would you, would you say this feels like a Platinum game? aspects that feel a little bit like a platinum game but i can't i like just decent feeling action rpg like i Uh don't i don't immediately jump the platinum like mm. 
I, I just I, like... I watched footage and the bones don't even seem like a platinum game. Like when I look at it move and function mm -hmm. and all these different actions and animations, it doesn't really look like platinum engine or platinum generated. It's absolutely not the engine. Like there's no way. Even 16, Final Fantasy 16 was more clearly that for <laughs> parts of it. Or you can look at it and be like, this is really platinum. Mm -hmm. So I have to wonder if playing that game, if you'll even get the feeling that they fulfilled their contract on it. Yeah, I my, understand, my understanding from hearing things through the grapevine is there's literally nothing platinum made is in that. Like nothing. That wouldn't surprise me. Right. But because it had a full dev cycle after they got taken off it. Right. I mean, clearly it's, it's been, been four three years to four years and clearly you would think the pre-development plan was already mostly done, mm -hmm. which that is a significant part of de game development. Right. So who knows? But it's just so funny that. Yeah, that's a good example. Platinum got cyber connected because cyber connect <laughs> was originally making seven remake. Yeah. Imagine that timeline. Imagine where seven remake was actually fully made by cyber connect and just shipped that way. That is very different from the product we got for yeah, I don't even like I don't I can't CyberConnect has never made like a full scale game, I feel like, so I can barely even conceive of that. Like they've never made a triple A game. Right. And that's the thing. In my head, that is a game that costs like 40, 60 million dollars less to make, but mm -hmm. it's also like way less impressive. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to expect from from Cyber Connects Final Fantasy 7. I really can't bridge I, the game. I want to jump the timeline now. <laughs> I, I need to know how that went. That 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 timeline where Squaresoft treated a remake of Final Fantasy 7 like they treat all of their third-party development stuff. Uh -huh. So it's like, yeah, they're they're gangbuster titles, uh, Valkyrie Elysium and the almost as good 7 remake. It'd be better than that. Come on. It'd play worse than that, but it would look better. <laughs> but it, yes, it would it would look better than that. That's a uh, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything from 7 Remake on my lock screen here, so... <laughs> I don't know about looking better. That seems like a... <laughs> <laughs> but it's really promising. Yeah, it's really promising. I'm, I'm very excited to play more of this demo and get more into the nitty-gritty. They released these demos on Big Think Day, and it's so upsetting. I've, yeah. been, I've been so excited to play the demo for Prince of Persia The Lost Crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was also today. I downloaded it. I didn't have time to boot that up. <sighs> Grand Blue was a higher priority for me because I've been waiting for this game for five years or something. I think Prince of Persia is a higher priority for me because I want to play it. Mm -hmm. Grand Blue, I need to play to know if I should buy that game. <laughs> uh, Prince of Persia, that, that's a foregone conclusion. I'm getting that game. Maybe not launch day because of game of the year being as insane as it is, but that that game looks like exactly what I want in games. Right? Yeah. Did you I, know I, I like I, Metroid Dread, and I would like <laughs> it if more companies tried a Metroid Dread <laughs> in a good I, timeline? That's what Housemark's working on right now. I, I also we're not in one sneaking, of those. Sorry, guys. I also kind of have a sneaking suspicion that on platforms other than Switch, that game's going to get price cut pretty quick. Did you see the did you see the Twitter posts comparing the like dislikes to the trailer based on platform? Where it's uh, like, where it's like three times as many dislikes on PS3 and on Switch, the likes are slightly more on PS5. Yeah, on PS5, it's just like, yeah, it's a 2D game. It's not a real game. Yeah, how dare lot, you ship that? A lot of people have that brain disease. I mean, that even happened with Dread. Yeah.
But yeah, no, that game sold three million copies. So I hope all those people uh, (laughs) did some things to themselves. (laughs) I did not expect to have to flash back to that magazine article uh, where it was like, "Uh, Symphony of the Night, it's 2D. It's boring. It looks ugly. Look at Castlevania 64. How vibrant. How rad. It never ends. Yep. Some people's brains are just wired wrong. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to try out that Grand Blue demo. I've been trying to download that all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got mine from the Japanese server because that updated already. You can yeah. actually um, do multiplayer in that demo. Yeah. Really, the quest yeah. mode just actually works for multiplayer. Yeah, you that's... have to have PS Plus, which made a lot of people annoyed, but you, you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's funny to be annoyed that the demo is going to do what every game has done so far, where if you want to do multiplayer, yeah, but to... free, but a lot of free to play games don't make you have it. So it makes feels like it, but it's not a, but it's, it's not it's a, a $60 game, right? Like it's a demo for a full price game. So if they let people play it without PlayStation plus in the demo and then they bought the game and couldn't play it, they'd right. be then super the, they, they upset. Would be, oh. That would, they would, their HQ would get stormed at that point. <laughs> like, that's a bait and switch almost. Yeah, it is. Like I'm not saying I'm saying that it's a consistent policy across things. Right. If they changed it for yeah, a demo it's just, versus it's just the to final save, game, he- save headaches. Just save right. headaches. Yeah. Like I, in the perfect world, PlayStation Plus wouldn't do that. Right. PlayStation Plus wouldn't require for online play. And no one would bother if, buying it. If we lived uh, uh, in a good time, a good civilization, no one would have to pay money to play online on their console games. Mm-hmm. But Microsoft innovated, and now we're all dealing with it. Yep. Did you uh, have anything else you want to say about that before we move on? Not really, yeah. Okay. And that, that is everything I played except for mine, Jack. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I played Sonic Superstars. Great. Good for you, Dan. Uh, for people who don't know, I was over on Sara Lene's stream. Uh, we were playing that together. Sonic Superstars is actually really cool, and I have multiple things from coolest thing in a game that came out of that and straight into the category. That's surprising, because every time I looked over there, because I had the stream just up in the background uh, mm-hmm. while I was doing something else, uh, it was like, oh, that's another minigame. Okay. <laughs> another minigame? Yeah. Like, every time I looked, it was like, oh, he's swinging on ropes in a 3D perspective or something. Oh, that that's, that's, the, that's the Emerald minigame. Okay. Yeah. Except it also has the Sonic 1 Emerald minigame. Yes, but that's for emblems. So much like, you know, Sonic Mania, there's the whole like blue sphere forever thing. Oh, okay. Um, that that sort of like gets you collectibles. Yeah, those emblems are used to get like parts for a robot you can make. You can make your own metal sonic virtually, is the huh, idea. Okay. Um, and it has a bunch of customization pieces. So you just collect those in order to get that. We were stuck on the fourth i believe no it was the fifth because the fourth damn chaos emerald was easy it was the fifth one that was not um for a really long time until i realized the pro strat spoilers for anyone who's going to play sonic superstars it's a really bizarre minigame the pro strat was to just not move (laughs) so you can see why i just for for 40 minutes or an hour of that stream we're just like how can we not get this because the thing with this minigame is you hit the a button to almost Rodea-like shoot to an object that's floating in the air and whip off of that like it's a vine. Um, The problem becomes you don't have camera control. It's just always looking at the emerald. Mm. And you need the thing to be in a certain 
circle of your view perspective in order to be targetable to vine width to. And since you can't move the camera, that means the emerald is always dictating what things you could look at. So if you swing wrong, you could just not have anything to swing to until you fall out of the entire minigame. Uh, and that was the one where it actually became a problem because structurally that one is different from all the other ones. Huh. So the real trick was just find a way to swing in place and then it'll come back around because it's a loop. Huh. This one's a loop. Weird. Yeah, it's a really bizarre minigame. Um, even more bizarre is every three swings, it would change which player was playing. <laughs> so Sar and I both had to stay on top of it. And because of mild technical problems, my side was hitching occasionally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, because I'm playing over Parsec. Um, right, because this game doesn't actually have online multiplayer. That is my understanding, and yet people say it has Epic's online multiplayer. So I don't know, but I don't care. The Parsec thing worked great until we went live. Of course. I assume because something specific about Sonic Superstars and the anti-piracy that's undoubtedly in it Mm -hmm. caused problems for Parsec Plus streaming. Only at that point. Um, But yeah, Sonic Superstars itself is pretty fun and interesting they have a really good new, new character named Trip. Does he make you trip? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play the spoiler song. <laughs> if you get all the Chaos Emeralds, Trip becomes a fucking dragon, which was fucking insane for a Sonic character to do. And like like a uh, weird anthropomorphic no, creature dra- no, no dragon. just a fucking dragon and the second mode for this game is the trip mode where you could just morb out and become a dragon and shoot fire and shit that's pretty cool it's pretty fucking cool okay now for the less spoilersy stuff uh, there are multiple zones that just do something you would not expect um, that are really really neat and I'm gonna go into those and coolest thing in the game because they really this was not something I would ever expect kind of like Super Mario Wonder does things that surprise you. Okay. This multiple times in a playthrough of the game just does a thing that's like you would never consider a Sonic game to do this moment. Hmm. Um, and it's super sick. Does it... Because I feel like there are moments like that in Frontiers, but they feel super janky, but they get it done. Does I this would, feel janky? I would not describe anything in Frontiers as... The way I phrase that, I would describe those as, look, it can juggle and do all these other tricks. That's an as-seen-on-TV feel. <laughs> this was a delightful moment like a wonder. Okay, so it actually is like wonder, not like the horrible Sonic version of wonder. It is like wonder. It is not like um, it is not like the pinball minigame in Frontiers that is somehow worse than Sonic Adventure's pinball <laughs> stuff, and I don't understand why that is. Uh, 3D 3D video games are hard. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely a lot of chaos doing the multiplayer in that. Because uh, if the camera pans too far away from any one player, it will just delete them off screen, and you can hit the A button to jump back in. Sometimes it will choose the wrong player to follow. Mm. It'll be like, oh, this player made the jump, and this one didn't. Um, I'm gonna follow the one that didn't for some reason. And then you're just gonna die, and I'm like, why? <laughs> But I had a really fun time playing it. It was very delightful, and uh, I'm going to hit the spoiler button again to just talk about briefly those segments. So you're doing normal playthrough. Everything's kind of, you know, oh, these are neat versions of Sonic levels. These could be in a Sonic game. And then all of a sudden you're in... If a Sonic level was in somewhere between Tron and the movie Pixels, 
is the level. And I don't know why. It's just a cool level aesthetically using silicon traces that are just neon light for you to bounce off of like a trampoline. And it's just sort of that. Until you pass through a light gate and then every character becomes pixel, like, mine voxelized versions of all of their character models. Oh, okay. So it looks hilarious and it's delightful. And you're like, okay, that's neat. And then you pass through another one and you all become like mice. And then it becomes the, uh, if you've ever gotten to the end of Mega Man X, you know how it has the traces that go vertically and the spider boss will go through that. Mm -hmm. It becomes a segment where you're as a mouse supposed to navigate up one of those and you only get to make choices at the intersections. Okay. It's a really bizarre gameplay change. And it was fucking hilarious. There are multiple other things like that in that level. But there is another level that just becomes Fantasy Zone. Literally. <laughs> and I'm like, Persona Sama could have tweeted about this and spoiled this moment. It didn't. Thank you. So, so Fantasy Zone, Fantasy Zone. With little, fantasy with Zone, Fantasy Zone. Not, not the guy who says Fantasy Zone. No, not the, not, not, um. Space Harrier. Not Space Harrier. Literally Fantasy Zone just happened. So it's like everyone in your party is in their own pod doing a shmup. Okay. That's pretty neat. It's so sick. I'm like, this is hilarious. This came out of nowhere. Uh, if it was the other one, I would I'd be convinced. Kamiya somehow snuck in. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, we can do this. I mean, there's Yu Suzuki, honestly, would, uh -huh. would be the one who just sneaks <laughs> in and he's like, hey, I'm back. Let's do it. Uh, but he was too busy doing Air Twister. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, it's like th that was a lot of fun to play through. It's definitely not because of those problems where the camera pans away from one character and they're deleted off screen. Uh -huh. You know, when that happens a couple of times. Uh, it's not like it's not Super Mario Wonder levels of polished it's loose in a few places but it's not loose in a game feel place and it's not loose in a like the fun of the ideas there it's just a couple times you'll have a glitch a couple times these other things will happen but like it was a really it was much better than i was expecting based on what everyone said that's good that's good oh yeah no that everyone was just like oh it's it's trash because it's not Super Mario Wonder, which I get they launched at the same time. Uh -huh. But I thought it was trash, trash. Right. We were thinking it was like Sonic 4. We, uh, yeah, because everyone also kept saying, oh, the bosses take so many hits. They really don't. Okay. I don't know why people kept saying that. Yeah, because those Sonic 4 bosses are real bad. They are terrible. They're rotten garbage. <laughs> uh, but no, it's not It's not like that. It really isn't. The, hmm. the one that really takes a lot of hits is the final boss of the game because it's the final boss of the game. It's supposed to be hard. Right. Um, apparently, the extra mode you do after you beat it normally is like a hard mode, so the bosses do take more hits. Hmm. But that's not the normal play. Right. Like that, it sounds like that mode isn't even as Sonic, right? No, that's our, that mode is different. Okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, as I was saying, whatever yeah. you can, you, you get your license to make a bad game mode. You beat the game, right? Uh, <laughs> that's why they unlock the extra character in Chaos Legion. It's bad, and I, I'm just like, I won't play that. Only then is Chaos Legion bad. One second, <laughs> I think the community knows might need to pop up on this. Extra bad. <laughs> But yeah, Sonic Superstars is actually really neat. Um, if I ever end up getting one of those really high refresh rate monitors, like the 360 hertz or whatever, mm -hmm. or 240, I doubt... At the point where I'm buying a monitor 
for the sake of getting a high refresh rate, I feel like I'm not stopping at 240. Right? <laughs> you need to know? You need to go beyond? Yeah, I need to know. Because everyone else out there is going to talk out of their ass without seeing one. Right. So I should be able to see one. So that way somebody who has a clue could be like, oh, hey, this is how noticeable that is in the grand scheme of things. Because the TV can already go to 120. Right. So if I do 360, that should be close enough to 480, you know, mathematically. Because... As it turns out, time is complicated when you think about it, right? Frame rates and how much time passes in between each frame is really, really complicated when you actually start breaking it down. I'm wondering what the relevance of 480 is. Oh, there's a 480 hertz? Oh, I didn't know. Okay. (laughs) Of course. There's a 480 hertz monitor. It's 1080p, 480 hertz. We talked about that a couple weeks ago on Big Thing. Speaking of which, uh, the only the only good thing out of CES is uh, TVs and monitors. That's everything else is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, we can replace your children with AI. We could do that for you. If you'll like it, we got you to sign the agreement saying you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from that, I don't, I don't have anything else to say about Sonic Superstars other than I finished playing that and immediately wanted to play it through again. Cool. Um, and the relevance of the high refresh rate monitors is on PC. It's uncapped. I don't like it can just go into the hundreds of frames per second. Whereas I don't even think the PS5 version could do 120 even huh. for some reason. I don't I don't know. I don't know why they would do that. Uh, so about appreciating Prince of Persia, mm-hmm. the Lost Crown and how it does 4K 120 hertz on Series X and uh, PS5. Thank you. <laughs> uh. But yeah, aside from that, um, hmm. do we have to, I guess we have to talk about it. (laughs) Is there some problem? We played the game Mind Jack. Game is a strong word. <laughs> it really is. Um, like I, I didn't expect it to be that empty. Yeah. Like, yeah, I. That's one of those seventh gen games where it's like we can't afford like cutscenes, so there's not a whole lot of narrative going on here. I think I need to just say something up front. Sure. They do not say the phrase mind jack in that game. The ma- mind jack is not even what mind jacking is called. They call it nothing but mind hack. Yeah. So someone in marketing realized their fucking mistake and renamed the game. Because you know they undoubtedly were like, we're going to call it mind hack. And then someone found out you can't trademark that. <laughs> okay, we're going to call it mind jack. Well, now it's weird because nothing in the game calls it that. Yep. I don't know. See. Somebody trademarked it because there's a game. There's games that have come out called that since. Really? Yeah, I'm assuming I mean, they just thought it was a mind jack is the better term. Yeah, like it's a cooler sounding title. Like I get why they would go with that. I have no idea how a whole script was written without that word. <laughs> uh, the script is stupid as hell. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, somebody a couple hours into the game started making jokes about how because the the game doesn't handle any of the. T- any of the material you're, it's dealing with of someone hijacking your brain and then doing warfare through your body and then you'll die. Uh-huh. Our main character's just seemingly unaware of the moral implications of any of that. It sounds, it seems, the story makes it seem as if the character you're, you're playing is cannot do that and yet the gameplay is you doing that nonstop. Right, exactly. 
But it, additionally, the narrative of that existing in the game is there, and our main character deals with that, but he doesn't deal with the moral ramifications at all. No. Like, it never even occurs to him. <laughs> uh, so, you know, two hours into the stream, Chad starts joking about, uh, you know, that we're going to quote Oppenheimer or something, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And we're like, yeah, because this game's dealing with this material so seriously, obviously, it'll be a really sick moment when they... And then they do that. And then the game literally has the inventor of mind jacking talk about how mind hacking, because it's not called mind jacking, is a lot like Oppenheimer. I can't... This moment would have been surreal if the game handled any of the material well at all. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. It would have just been... Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Horrible destruction, moral ramifications. Is this good for humanity? Will we survive this as an evolution? Okay, I, I understand, but this game's stupid. Yeah, no, this game has, like, a time crisis level of plot. Yes. Like, it's literally just a tiny blur before your characters start shooting again. And then, and then they keep going. It's like there's no time in here to actually have a story unfold. And yet, yeah. they pretend one has. Uh, Mindjack versus Haze versus Killzone Shadowfall, which is the worst? Well, it's worth noting here, Haze is the only one aware of its premise. <laughs> <laughs> Killzone Shadowfall's like, what? We drew a line down the planet like it's a yeah, sitcom. Killzone, <laughs> claiming Killzone Shadowfall had a premise is... Well, its premise was they took a line, they took a marker, drew it down the middle of the planet like it's a sitcom, and now they have to live on the other sides of this wall deep, ain't it? I, I came to the realization during this stream that the writers of Killzone, Shadowfall, Shadowfall okay. yeah. probably do feel like that's the end of the timeline because they think that the war actually ended. They think that that's what they wrote. You think the person on Wikipedia who wrote that might be someone from Gorilla? Yes. <laughs> There was there was at least one bright spot in mind, Jack, that, that I'll never forget ever. Okay. <laughs> oh, gee, yeah. That's when, you, that's when you got the achievement called press the truth button, which I, Dan, what? you gotta make you gotta make that transparent and make it a video redeem. Like 100%, I'm sorry. One hundred percent. Thank God we record these just in awesome seeing, quality just, now. <laughs> just seeing it pop up, press the tr truth button. Okay, so that's, that's the name of the trophy. But how accurate? Is it was before the Oppenheimer speech. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I shouldn't have to hear about a 7th gen shooter and be reminded of goddamn Detroit's who's the real monster. Yeah. 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 <sighs> we, we can't get out of the section without talking about maybe the worst boss fight we've ever done on screen. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, but real quick, the yeah. actual thing I wanted to open with that leads directly into that. The thing you need to understand when you try to build out what is Mindjack in your brain, this is a game for multiplayer. Now, what you're thinking when I say that is nowhere near the level of hollow and earth-shatteringly bad a decision as it is. This is a game where all of the content in it needs to work via online netcode that is not good. So every AI in the game is stupid as hell. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Resident Evil 5 take on that where it's like, oh yeah, you could co-op through it. Right, no, and the, it's not like Lost Planet 2's take on that where it's like, oh, we built patterns for bosses and things. Right, and all those are designed around co This is the, the AI, the enemies or your teammates could also be online. 
Like all they the bad can guys, mind jack in. Yes, all the bad guys could potentially be controlled by an online person. This game has the dumbest AI outside of Resistance 2's co-op. It literally feels like a free-to-play Korean shooter. Mm-hmm. Like from 2003. Yeah, they are completely brain dead. And so the entire game's mush. The entire game is encounters that barely seem designed. Mm-hmm. They spent all their art design and production stuff in the beginning, so most of it outside of the airport is a granite hallway or a bad city street. They'll have your AI character with you, mm-hmm. your like computer-controlled character, tell you incorrect information constantly because I think at some point in the game development, there was a design to these areas. Right. And every design had been meshed down to sit here in this room and kill everything that comes at you. Right. To the point where you think you've already done that, but you need to wait a few more seconds for it to spawn the next set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like literally this zone that tripped me up for like 20, 30 minutes was they yell at you, hey, we can't fight this thing. We got to get to the door. No doors will open. You cannot escape this. You stand in that room and you kill everything except that one thing that you can't kill. And eventually they move. Eventually the story just moves forward. Yeah. Uh, Mind-boggling. The culmination of all of this, all of this, is a 57-minute segment of our stream that is one battle against a giant mech that shows no signs it's being damaged as you launch rocket and grenade after grenade into its body. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just keeps spawning in waves of enemies on the side. Yeah. And we just couldn't figure out what the fuck are we supposed to do? And eventually I look up a video and it's like, even every video I found online even struggled with this nightmare, broken ass fight. And it turns out, shoot the guns hyper specifically. Yeah. And then those will break. And then question mark. Right. Because we still don't know why it died eventually. Yeah. It was, it's kind of just, it seems like you need to break off every piece of it. You possibly can. But then there's also some other damage value that you just need to hit as raw and, number. Or or it just had ambiguous hit zones as well. We don't know. Yeah. It just eventually died. After 30 minutes of shooting rockets into it. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is Bob actually... He 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 succeeded somewhere in the middle of the 57 minutes, and then it immediately spawned four guys behind him that killed him instantly. Yep. And then your, your AI partner is so dumb that he's like, I will not heal you. I'm over here killing myself on a wall. So Mindjack might... It, it's really outstanding in its field. Uh-huh. I think Mindjack is basically in a league of its own. <laughs> I think in many ways, Mindjack is worse than Turning Point Fall of Liberty. Yeah, others than visually. Yeah, because obviously, you know, one of these games came out years after the other. Yeah. Um, and has like I don't maybe it was Unreal Engine. I don't think I don't think I don't I didn't I didn't check it out. It could have been. Um, what was that? Was the name of the developer Feel Plus? Was that Feel Plus? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I I just that game is terrible. That game is fucking rotten. <laughs> it is. Uh, and it has less story going on than Turning Point, which we already was like, that felt like it was almost nothing happened in the story. Uh huh. And they found a way. They found a way. It's really weird because, like, something we haven't talked about when Bob referenced the time crisis, like, level thin story going throughout, like, you get a small cutscene. All of those have one liners you might hear in an action movie, but neither the delivery nor the context provided makes them work at all in any of these cutscenes. <laughs> yes. 
it genuinely comes off as the too many cooks guy in the coma saying shit with no context for you. And you're just like, what the fuck? Just nonstop. Nonstop. Somebody watched too many diehards and <laughs> lethal weapons is and then wrote all of these into the main character. They play for gags four different times in the game. The computer won't work. I'm going to shoot it and then it will work every time four times. Eventually got tired of even animating it. <laughs> it implied it as a joke and then showed them walking through the door. I was like, Jesus Christ. Now, now does at any point does he say, Simper die? No. <laughs> That's too good. It's too good. So that was Mind Jack. I don't recommend Mind Jack. No. I feel like tomorrow we're playing Bionic Commando, the, the reboot. Yes. That's going to just... Phew, 10 out of 10 in comparison to my Jack. <laughs> it will be a market step up, that is for sure. <laughs> it will be a market step up in countless ways. Yes. Uh, so, we'll be begging for the story to stop. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much. Oh, no. Uh, I think Mind Jack may have been the perfect game to like put ahead of Bionic Commando for it to just really blow me away. <laughs> Uh, also, I looked up footage of the PS3 version of my jacket. Oh, man, that runs terribly. Constant screen tearing, frame drops. Oh, unfortunately, we're playing by our commando on PS3 tomorrow. So yeah. uh, hopefully that's not similarly bad and terrible and stuff. I remember it being pretty rough, but I don't know if it I don't know how that'll be because, you know, I played it during 7th Gen. Right. So maybe pretty rough for 7th Gen means absolutely nightmarish by modern standards. Or maybe I was so used to it that it's like, oh, this is just a regular 7th Gen game. <laughs> this is normal, said the <laughs> PS3 fan. <laughs> they all run like this down here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I want to say about Jack. There really is nothing more to talk about with the game other than it has the third birthday's play gameplay mechanic. Yeah, you can... You dive into someone and this, you mind jack into someone, but it just... It doesn't have anything to... It doesn't have any ideas for that narrative-wise... Like 70% through the game, we get the Oppenheimer speech. Right. Maybe 80%, 90%. And, and then the game ends. There's no like, oh, this is horrifying, actually. You should cover the fact this is a deeply horrifying thing you're doing. Yeah, and said, like I said, it seems like the characters don't acknowledge they're doing it. They acknowledge it exists in the world. Right. They don't acknowledge that they're capable of doing it at all. Right. They're Which like, is that really that screwed up. It was like... Yeah, you're doing that. You did that yesterday, man. What are you talking about? That sounds screwed up. You are doing that right now. It's it's a very bizarre combination of things that don't make any sense to coexist. <laughs> but I'm done talking about it. I'm done. Oh god, I just remembered one of the glitches we had because I mind hacked someone. Uh huh. I did that. Completed a section of the the kill kill rooms. Uh huh. It then stuck me as that guy who did not progress to the next segment, and I just had to watch my two uh, like real characters die. And I couldn't get to them because I was locked in another room uh, during a boss fight, which was insane. It was like, oh, I used your main mechanic. That means the game's frozen and broken now. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, yeah. And it's also worth noting these, these things launched like right next to each other and both are Square Enix. Third birthday and this. Yeah. Which, how? How, I don't how know. does that happen? We kept making jokes that maybe somebody, maybe the head of Square Enix at the time, I, I already forgot his name. Maybe he was like, my fortune teller told me it would be really crazy if you could hijack people's brains. <laughs> and two different ends of the company are like, we got to make a game like that. He will be so happy and we won't be fired. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, those ship like weeks apart. Mm-hmm. Depending on the territory, one or the other comes first. Right. How insane. One publisher. Square Enix, what, what were you on? <laughs> <sighs> I can't think of another time in history where it was like this hyper-specific gimmick idea for a third-person shooter at the same time from the same publisher. Yeah, it'd be like if those different cyberpunk taxi games were all from the same publisher. Really. And shipped within a, a week or two of each other, right. depending. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. There, there's there's just some movie we're missing. Yeah, a book or a movie. Maybe they were really slow on real. Once again, I, I swear it's got to be the president of Square Enix at the time was like, I finally watched The Matrix. <laughs> right. Like, that's all no, we can come up somebody, with. People were pointing out at the same time that like Ubisoft made Driver San Francisco, which is also about body hopping. That's true. That came out within the same year. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't Something know. happened. We don't so know what movie from like 2005 or 2006. So if if you have some theories, write them out in the comment section for fucking sure. What's that stupid movie where the actress? I don't even remember which actress is. She turns into a flash drive at the end. You're just asking us to spoil a movie. <laughs> it's 15 years old. Nobody's seen it anyway. I assume I, that I that's, wish I knew. That's, the, that's the end of the movie where uh, the lady plays Black Widow. Uh, oh, unlocked Lucy? 100%. Yeah, it's Lucy. It's Lucy. Lucy. That, that, and that's after, that's after yeah. those games. Yeah, Scarlet yeah, I was like, Johansson. that has to be after. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Uh, look, I'm, I'm assuming she, her consciousness ascends. The she, like, she doesn't physically turn into a, a, a thumbstick. <laughs> that's she... how it is in my head. <laughs> God damn it. Now I may actually have to watch that stupid fucking movie. Someone, someone in chat was like a, a scanner darkly, and I'm like, were you on as much drugs as the character when you watched that film? If you thought that was the ending? Well, Keanu Reeves became brain damaged and there was a thumb drive, so I assume his brain was in it, right? No, no, that's not quite what happened there. Maybe rewatch it. I want to watch movies with that guy. That's how the Ghost in the Shell movie <laughs> ended, right? <laughs> me too. It just makes me think of that fucking Ryan Gosling thing. We were just talking about he was watching Elephant Man. It was so sad. And some guy in the theater is like, yeah, get her, Elephant Man. And he's like, I don't think you understand how sad this film is. <laughs> you are expecting a different movie somehow, despite having been here for the last hour. <laughs> that, that's me watching Elephant Mario beat up Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, get him, elephant man. Is that gonna be yeah. in my head for a while now? Yeah, no, that's sad. Like, I watched that fucking interview, and it's just been living with me every minute. I'm like, yeah, that that's pe- that's it. That is some people out there. Some uh-huh. people out there are that guy in that theater. That's so funny. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I think that's it for the Mindjack segment. We should just shut this down, close this box, chuck it in the ocean. It's Davy Jones' problem now. Right. Uh, I didn't play anything else, which scares me because that means I played Pikmin 4 the whole time. <laughs> Other than going back to Endless Monday, uh, Deadlines and Dreams, Dreams and Deadlights, uh, to get that very, very last ending where oh. you take that course action halfway through in order to 
get a specific ending that ends halfway through the normal playtime. Yeah, I uh, also went back and did all the extra stuff for, for Endless Monday. Yeah, that was the one thing I didn't do yeah, during I, my first play session. Yeah, I forgot that I just got only five of the drawings and not six. So I got the five drawing only before this and not six. Yeah, I remember you, you in a conversation with Chris, you implied that. So as I'm playing it, I'm like, <laughs> he got f-, like the game's like, you need to do six. And Bob got five and went, he's is close enough <laughs> it was a solid ending. it was fine yeah it was fine i mean there are some endings that are distinctly not fine yeah that so where seem- you don't even get illustrations <laughs> yeah uh yeah that game's still really cool i talked about that last week though but i would like to point out the irony that is yet another week in a row last week as i crammed for game of the year uh-huh the recording that day i'm playing endless you know that i'm playing endless monday yeah dreams and deadlines of games about chasing your deadline down over the weekend this week i played pikmin 4 a game about organizing your tasks very carefully in order to cram things down in a deadline it just keeps happening i have no idea how star wars jedi survivor is gonna be about someone getting their material done is there a lot of homework in that there there is not does he have to cram for finals they didn't not give he didn't knock open the back to patent one school he didn't get home tutored or anything okay i just don't know how this will continue past this point that seems impossible maybe there's something i don't know about lunacid or some <laughs> one of the other games on my list. Maybe Journey to Foundation is a really weird take on Foundation. Like, even weirder than we think. I'm just oh, imagine- yeah, the Foundation's a school. It's a cram school. I'm imagining DC Douglas. He voices one of the main villains in, in Star Wars. Uh-huh. For him to just be like, no, you need to do your homework now. <laughs> you have five minutes. That's all you get. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, no. DC Douglas is so delightful. <laughs> His performances are consistently awesome funny. <laughs> yes. This, this perfect crossover. In Octopath, he plays this like hardened oh, yeah. like murderer dude who I forgot about that, yeah. Uh and he has a flashback where it, you have to hear DC Douglas play like a young man who's in love. <laughs> it is incredible. <laughs> For people who don't know, that's Wesker. Yes, it's just Wesker's yeah. voice. <laughs> so that's so imagine him go straight from just straight Wesker to that in a flashback and then back to Wesker. That's really good. That, remind, that, that makes me think of um Manic uh Manichemia One, which is the game where you have like the the shy, introverted, silver haired youth protagonist who's voiced by Liam O'Brien. Yes, <laughs> and he's he's doing a good job, but you never hear Liam O'Brien do that kind of voice in anything else he's ever been in. That's a choice. Yeah, Liam O'Brien was he the book in uh that Nippon Ichi game? Not Phantom Brave. The other oh, um, uh, Makai Kingdom. Yeah, was he the book in Makai Kingdom? I'm trying to remember. I don't. I don't- because I, I always so? think of Ashra's Wrath and uh, I Nier. Think, yeah, I think he's the book in Nier. Yeah, yeah he's the book in Nier. Okay. I can't remember okay. who the book in. Because uh, it's book Crispin in, Freeman. Yeah. I was there like, we it's, go. It's okay. one of them. It was Crispin yeah. Freeman or Patrick Seitz. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah of course. Um, but yeah, that's it for my jet. We're done talking about it. Hey, hey Chris, what you been playing? Uh, so Evil West <laughs> was a PS Plus game this month sure was so i downloaded that and played about 90 minutes okay oh that game's some trash man that <laughs> game is dog shit 
and not in the like it's broken or even in like a feels like a feels bad to control way it's just it's just garbage like <laughs> it's just it's just okay first of all it's a god of war 2018 clone really i thought it was a more shooter they give you too many guns but it has like the camera angle of the God of War and that you had like your the first couple levels, you're mostly using melee combat, which has a bit like it's like, what if a dumb company made God of War 2018? Mm. This is how it would feel. Uh, but yeah, it's like there's serious effort in the melee because you have like launchers and stuff. Uh, which I mostly use to knock enemies off the platform because that's the fastest way to deal with them. Almost immediately, you can start doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually it's- fine. And then you, and you find treasure chests off on side routes that you open exactly like Kratos opens them in, in the oh, new God of Wars. Okay. You just punch through them. Except they don't have, like, crafting materials. They just have money. Now, the, real quick, this was actually on up for consideration for most 7th Gen video game for 2022. The problem is... Contrary to what a lot of people think, we don't have a massive budget here at Gigaboots, so Bob and I could not be arsed to spend $60 on a game we knew was bad. Right. Like, at a glance, we're like, that's only going to be relevant for that one category. Meanwhile, we waited yeah. out. Eventually, it hits PlayStation Plus. Uh, so uh, This just, game has a pretty high Metacritic, and it has that because I'm sure that it, it, it's not buggy and, and didn't give you cholera. So that, that's, it's one of those. <laughs> I it mean, didn't hurt, so it must be good. People, people, the the children crave Dark Watch. It doesn't. Um, this is made by Flying Wild Hog, the same people who made the new Shadow Warriors. Oh, okay, that's weird. I would, yeah, huh? So you play as a cowboy. Um, there's evil occult cowboys who summon zombies and monsters. Uh-huh. All right. Um, you go through really linear levels and go into combat rooms with zombies and monsters. And sometimes there'll be like really big spiked pillars in the rooms that exist so you can knock one enemy into them and then they'll break. Uh, you get as far as I got, you get a rifle and a pistol, and the pistol doesn't do a whole lot of damage, and you can't really aim and you can't aim it, it's auto-aim. And the rifle has less ammo, but you can aim it. And sometimes enemies will glow really bright. And if you shoot them in that moment, they die instantly. Otherwise, they attack you. Um, the story feels like every other cutscene was removed. Like it feels truncated down to like, we can't have as many cutscenes as we thought we could. Now, are there big tech screens or is it literally, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, are, are the cutscenes like the text of them implying that something else occurred that didn't? It just feels like it's moving really fast and nothing breathes and nothing is given. They, they explain nothing. Huh. Okay. Maybe there's like lore books. If I looked really hard through the levels, I could have found some lore books to explain any of the plot, but it's... I don't know. I, I played it. And t- I played it for like two hours and they introduced two enemy types and no additional enemies. And I'm like, oh, mm. you're mm, maybe I'll just stop. <laughs> uh, it, it also annoyed me because they introduced the skill tree system and it's like, OK, you, you have a skill point. Now you can upgrade your skill tree. 
upgrade. You use it on this bad skill. <laughs> As the tutorial, you have to use the point you just earned on this bad skill. Do it. Yeah, that's kind of like, like... What, what about what if I wanted it to use on this skill? No, you can only use it on the bad skill. Yeah, it's kind of like what Forza did with me. It was like, oh, you don't get to yeah. customize your car. Hit the auto customize button. I'm like, okay, you taught me that. Can I go back and no? Okay, okay, do a race. Okay, I'm sorry. If you really need like seventh gen beef jerky, this yeah. will probably like I'm trying to think of even a game to compare it to. Like it. It really is one of those, like, yeah, you rented this in 2011. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Like, it's practically on the tin. Like, right. They almost include that in the marketing materials. It's that obvious. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if there's, a gonna, if there's anything really funny in the story later. There wasn't so far, but I, again, I only played like <laughs> 90 minutes of it. I got through like the first three levels. Yeah, it's just this game is like, wow, this, this sucks. I'm very excited to try it. <laughs> Whenever we're done with Game of the Year Cram. Which I'm sitting here dying laughing. Just over, I played Pikmin 4, one of the best games that shipped last year. At the same time, Chris is drinking sewer water. <laughs> yeah, well, like, the sewer water was free. It's free. <laughs> exactly. It any money. Well, well uh, Pikmin 4 was free, too. Uh, I just, you know, manipulated viewers in order to extort <laughs> out of them a free copy of this game. <laughs> I beat Alan Wake, too. I forgot you hadn't done that by the last time we talked about it. Yeah, I thought you no, did. Yeah. It was almost the, the end. Chris were both right yeah, the you were both there. so oh, close yeah. that I forgot. But I beat Alan Wake, too. That's, that's a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm you, sure man. excited for Remedy's next game. Me too. I sh I sure wish we could focus on making experiences this size and scope, and yeah. not spending two hundred million dollars on city simulation that most people won't even notice. I mean, yeah, we, the, Microsoft keeps saying that they can't compete with Sony, and it's like you're not even shipping Alan Wake twoses yeah, over there. Right. Like, if you were doing that, then you would probably be winning this war, right? <laughs> if you could ship like two. Alan Wake 2's a year, you would look better than Sony right now. I'm sorry, Perfect Dark has to be a weird thing. It's a bunch of simulation that will never actually be finished. I know. That's that's the most disheartening part. Like, it's Perfect Dark. What are you talking about? Why'd you put this much time into city simulation in a game where you don't know we what the gameplay is? We seem to be turning Fable into something that isn't like Fable, but it still has to be a big, weird open world thing. Yeah, they're turning Fable into like the last. <laughs> it's like they're turning they're turning Fable into Shrek. God of War Shrek. If it was just, right, if it was just tonally it's Shrek, that would be upsetting enough. But th all of the gameplay they showed was so clearly hyperscripted cutsy QTE mm -hmm. that I'm just like, so what is there a rest of this game even at this point? Well, well even what they showed wasn't real, so <laughs> what does it matter? Look, I'm gonna hold a stick forward and she's gonna move between two narrow things. And that's gameplay, baby. Yeah, that's a gameplay. <laughs> I can't really say anything about Alan Wake that isn't we didn't already talk about or would be egregious spoilers. Right. Yeah. I'm excited for those DLCs. I'm going to have to buy those, see what they do with them. Yeah, I'll have to do that, too. Uh, so does anybody else think that the, the person they cast for Saga, they partially cast because she has identical cheekbones to Sam Lake? No, I didn't. 
I'm... That's like the that's the very first thing I thought when I opened the game, and they're sitting right next to each other, at the same angle. It's like yeah, they have the same cheekbones. I did notice that they had some facial similarities, but I didn't think that that was the why. Are, are we thinking she's the new Max Payne? <laughs> Honestly, if they... If that's one of the things in the DLCs, or it's just like Saga is Max Payne, that'd be... I'd be really down for that. That would be... That would be delightful. Which is a really good word to describe Alan Wake, too. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I'm just depressed I'll never be as handsome as Alan Wake. <laughs> uh, Chris, I had, I had a quick question. Last week, I made a comparison to his delivery in some scenes as uh, being almost like uh, Captain Disillusion. H have you seen any of his videos? No. Okay, Agro, you've seen it, though, right? Uh, I have. Okay. Finding out mm. who voices him... Mm. Because he actually plays a character who's a full character in Control. I was like, oh. that explains fully why he sounds Captain Disillusion-like. Okay. Because he plays like a scientist in there and is oh, going for much darling? more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that makes sense. That, okay, yeah, thank you. Because I, as soon as I finished Alan Wake 2, I went back to just jam a few hours into Control because my brain wasn't done with <laughs> Remedy yet. <laughs> And there was something about Darling's voice that I couldn't figure out or shake. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I feel like Darling's in Alan Wake 1. Huh. I don't remember. I know there's some kind of Twilight Zone show on the TVs in Alan Wake American Nightmare, I think. And I think he's in some of those. Man, Rabbity sure is cool. And yet, the only thing I keep thinking is I should beat Quantum Break. I need to know what that whole story is. God, I, I've also I been know. thinking that. Yeah, even I want to play Quantum Break now. I'm like, okay. It's it's so cool that a modern PC could actually play that at a respectable frame rate. <laughs> I, yeah, I really need to go back and play those expansions for Control and see what the heck they set up there. Because I assume whatever the next thing from Remedy is, it's going to be some weird fusion of these two. Right. Like, you can form a tangent. Right. The arc. Yeah. Uh, did you play anything else, Chris? Nothing enough to talk about. Agro, did you play anything? I actually got to play that Prince of Persia demo. Oh, really? Uh, well, I mean, well, I'll say I played it for like 30 minutes and then turned it off because I'm going to buy that game. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. The last thing that happened was I got to a new area and like a new strong enemy crawled out of the environment and killed me because I thought we were in a cutscene and this was a new NPC because the animation had too many frames. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that uh, that game's going to be real good. Although I, I, I was flipping through a news site just now, I, I lost it. I saw an article where apparently one of the voices in the game, they is a text-to-speech thing that they forgot about and accidentally left in. Ooh, just like Sunset Overdrive. I think that was a specific glitch of ours. Yes. Like, that line exists. I watch other playthroughs <laughs> to make sure. 
our our aggro and uh because our main character was modeled after aggro hyper one-to-one honestly uh at one point in our playthrough of sunset overdrive just breaks and microsoft sam comes out of his mouth and me and bob unable to process what just occurred like what what oh that's wait what <laughs> so yeah yeah i mean like you you guys will play the demo the demo is available that 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 game looks great um yeah, so like we said, I also beat Alan Wake 2. And here's something interesting. Like, you remember how I, I was surprised when playing Alan Wake 2 that, uh, like, the, the horror aspects just didn't really have an effect on me. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I'm, I'm a giant uh, weepy baby when it comes to horror games. Alan Wake 2 may have c- cured me of that. Because, like I said, I jammed a few hours into control and went, like, I'm not even feeling, like, the tension anymore. And then I went and played the Chainsaw demo for RE4. I'm like, this is fine. So I'm, like, six hours into RE4. Nice. <laughs> Remake. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I started yeah. feeling like, well, control isn't scary. But no, no it, it, it's, it's got a nice but... vibe to it. But no, yeah, Alan Wake 2 reorganized my brain chemistry <laughs> and I have become more powerful. This is dangerous because if this trend continues, you will just become a mass murderer. You know that, right? Like <laughs> Too many steps from here and you're like, yeah, killing is just, you know, it's whatever. They stop moving and then I go away. You know, I just leave the... <laughs> Look, after the cops shoot me, you have to sell this story to Remedy because it's perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the aggro making the face in a Unity game or in a Remedy oh, game. That, that, that does remind me that, uh, Dan, I think you need to get the typewriter sounds from Alan Wake 2 on the soundboard. And then just whenever aggro goes on some tangent about Dead Island 2 being real or Final Fantasy 7 remake facing out of reality, you hit the button to play that over it. <laughs> I need to replay Alan Wake 2 just to find the part where he he accidentally uses the same word four times in three sentences. And then because he's freaking out over having done that, he just all of his sentences become a string of expletives (laughs) because that's the most relatable moment in that game for me. That was I laughed so freaking hard at that. So uh, how's the Resident Evil 4 remake treating you? Well, when I went to go buy it, um, the the standard edition, it's, it's like 50 bucks. But the deluxe edition was on sale for like 38. Ooh. Huh. Yeah. So daddy got some DLC costumes and, and a free pistol upgrade. And uh, like, like, like I said, I, I went through the chainsaw demo and played that. I'm like, okay, now that I've figured out how combat works in this game, which silly me, I thought shoot them in the head. That's how horror games work, right? They're zombies. You shoot them in the head. Of course. Not shoot them in the knee and then run up and suplex them. <laughs> yes, it's very important difference. <laughs> Little different. So because we're cramming for game of the year, I'm like, okay, I have to get through this. So I, I put it to assist mode where it's like, we're just going to give you extra bullets and extra money and things in the shop are a little cheaper. Oh, cool. Uh, so between that and, and the laser sight, and I went into the menu and turned on snap aiming. So when I look down the rifle sight, it just finds a head. <laughs> I'm not just playing resident evil four as Leon Kennedy. I'm playing it as Leon Kennedy from the cutscenes. Right <laughs> now it's canonical. <laughs> 
Man, that that feels like cheating on a scale that hasn't happened since the Wii version of Resident <laughs> Evil 4, where you, I put the cursor over their head and I do it every time. Right? Yeah, you should try the the VR version of remake. <laughs> I that's need what to. it feels like. If you get like the laser sight in that, and you just you don't even have to look down the sights anymore. It's just point and click. Yeah, I still haven't had Bob bring over his system because I bought Resident Evil 4 on PC. Uh huh. Foolish. <laughs> foolish so are you playing shrew in vr or are you doing, doing it regular i'm doing a regular I, I figure i'll pick a random point and see if i can just swap over to vr i don't know if that's how it works or if it's mm. got to be like a whole file that's kind of what i did with a controller versus mouse and keyboard where i just at a certain point i went okay i'm gonna try this mouse and keyboard thing and it was like it feels so weird to use a keyboard to move in a 3D space in modern video games. There's just something about how modern video games feel when you click the run button and you want to run at a very specific angle. Uh-huh. Mm. It's like, but I can't do that. I have WASDA. <laughs> uh, that made that weird, but for those shooter things, mm -hmm. the shooting range, that was actually really great. Um, doing the mouse and keyboard to just be like... I bet. Yeah, that was nuts. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Resident Evil 4 Remake? I don't think so. Not yet. I mean, other than that, holy crap, I can probably go play the entire back catalog of Resident Evil games now and several other horror games I've missed out on over the years. <laughs> I'm very excited for this new stage of my life. <laughs> hey, you know, that's perfect timing. Because now Agro can go play the original Silent Hill 2 in time to play Silent oh Hill 2 Remake. Oh, my God. You're not wrong. The question is, which one's more fascinating? Him being prepared by playing the original. Or just going just, blind into the new remake. Right, because conversationally, that might be a more compelling three-cam video or whatever as we... That does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. Hmm. Will all the doors return? For the remake all the locked doors that don't do anything ever <laughs> no i've got a sneaking suspicion those won't be i i bet they will i bet they think it's really good gameplay for you to run up to a door and try it and go no i don't no. know what the game is without that so <laughs> <laughs> they're like we cut that and we're like oh my god you just cut a, an hour of that game at minimum <laughs> just that whole building and the one next to it you jump in between gone <laughs> So, Considering we still haven't really seen it, like I don't know, it, it, we can't we can't conceive of the true form of its attack yet. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. I'm just speculating how funny it would be to do that. It would be really funny if after like focusing so much on uh, an external team making it and them redoing the cutscenes and anything, it's exactly like uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta, and it's just like yeah, we just made the original ag again, exactly. Yeah, it was better graphics and literally the exact same old gameplay. I, I don't know which one's lamer. Metal Gear Solid 3 that now runs bad because it's Unreal Engine 5 or Silent Hill 2 that has a bunch of narrative decisions made at random. Which one's which one's which one contributes more to gaming culture, right? Long term. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the Silent Hill one is worse because they didn't just release Silent Hill 2 also on modern platforms. Like, at least no matter how bad that Metal Gear Solid thing is, you just go play 3. It's right there. Yeah, you can just go do that. I mean, we don't know that they won't also do something similar for Silent Hill. Uh, Konami's 
really the number one thing they've been doing for a while now is just collection, 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 collection. So if anything, I think it's inevitable that we get a Silent Hill collection of some sort. It makes sense, but they didn't already have someone make it like they did with Metal Gear that they can just then port. Because aren't those still the the remakes made by uh, the other Blue point? Team? Yeah, Blue Point. Yeah. Um, yeah, they I, are. Uh, technically, you might still be able. Yeah, you could you could still play Silent Hill too on modern platforms. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> One modern platform. You could do that. Although I we guess did could, that. Although the people have people have butchered the PC port of two into an acceptable shape. It's true. Yeah. So there you go. Two platforms have Silent Hill two on them. One and very carefully done version by the community and the other what konami will sell you (laughs) see aggro has to be the one to to go blind into the remake of silent hill 2 because every time i even joke about saying it one of my friends appears in my my dms going i'll pay you money to play the original first (laughs) yeah please please don't make your original experience with silent hill 2 that remake i'll do anything but yeah, I feel like culturally speaking, it might be more meaningful what uh, those horrible people who made the medium are going to do to Silent Hill 2 long term <laughs> than, look, Metal Gear Solid hired this man. <laughs> man, Konami is sure in such a bizarre space where it's like, we want to be in video games again and not make anything. Well, they, they fired everyone, so I they need to rehire people before they can make anything themselves. Well, if you guys remember the recap of the news... Last year was that they are hiring up. They We're doing do, that. Yeah. They yeah. have a R and D and also a AAA studio that's getting uh, set up now. We, right. you know, we haven't discussed we haven't discussed that Silent Hill streaming bullshit nightmare at all because yeah. why would we? Right. It was very amusing to find out. Like, yeah, the company that did that made a million equally embarrassing, horrible things for like Stranger Things and oh, Walking oh, Dead. And, I did not know that. Uh, and that nobody nobody engaged with at all. And the only reason anybody engaged with this one is because it was Silent Hill. And the team that made it really wasn't expecting a heightened degree of attention. Yeah, for some reason, they thought this was just another IP and no one cares, right? Right. It's just like when we churn out garbage for Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. No. These are Silent Hill fans. This is gaming. (laughs) People actually care. People actually care. You'd think by this point, uh, uh, by the way, uh, when Ryu Kishi 07 who will save Silent Hill with his Silent Hill project, Silent Hill F. Uh, when that when that happens, just give him Metal Gear. Yeah. Th- yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That, that my, my understanding is that is what uh, When They Cry Sikonia is, is just Metal Gear. I mean, at some point, why not just give people a uh, Metal Gear, right? You don't have Kojima. There's no reason, like, we already had a split timeline. That already happened with Ghost Babel and also um, Acid. Yeah, they, they, they're they completely open to doing that and have done it several times. And there's no reason to not do that going forward. There's, in fact, all the more reason now than ever. Right. You, yeah, I feel you like want to have they, this, it, just a weird excuse to have David Hayter's Salt Snake doing something bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to do a new silent, uh, if you want to do a new Metal Gear thing, you either, one, need to just do MGR2. That that's That's the thing that I feel like would be the most accepted. Mm-hmm. or just do something so fucking off the wall like don't try to make a kojima metal gear that is, that is doomed failure from the start mm-hmm. yeah just just let somebody make something nonsensical and bizarre yeah i feel like whatever you do you need to give whoever you're handing it to full creative freedom 
you need to give them a decent sized budget budget and you need to not hamper them down by it being canonical to the pre-existing games mm-hmm. um and when they come back with a dino crisis revival you need to have the courage to just ship that yeah yeah mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> You act like having dinosaurs in the Metal Gear universe would even be weird. That would barely move the needle. Right? <laughs> barely. Uh, but yeah. So that's all you played, Agra? Yep. Podlord. <gasps> oh no. Oh fuck. Yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as BN12, E. Lee Broyles. Bountiful blessings to you all. Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro, Rado. 101 Shades of I still have an art book, a comic book, and a physical CD OST oh. left again. Oh no, really? None of that? Oh, Jesus Christ. Man, that sounds like a mighty Kickstarter story. Yeah. WTF Spider-Man. Mr. I like spam. Yoshi P in a suit is very real, and he will hurt you. <laughs> Mm. It, it is really funny how he like dresses like he's in fucking uh, Shibuya and then, then he just rolls out in a suit this one time <laughs> it, it had everyone off off guard you know DFW 3k Muckbun Shiny Mew when it's BTD Goaty season uh. <laughs> very shiny <laughs> Kristen an abstract, modern kind of juice of frost. Kyle Bjork. Last week was the 12-year anniversary of Katawa Shoujo. Give it a shot. God, it's been so long. Cooper Tank. User interface! Oh my god. <laughs> what? Uh, I, Press X to not drown. I saw... I saw those images and I'm like, this isn't that. And I couldn't even finish the thought before I got lost in them. Yeah, no, they dense. They they are like the parody level of UI. Like they make Ubisoft look like they're not playing around. This week's coverage of the Suicide Squad has convinced me we should not even play that game for a stream. <laughs> when GameSpot and IGN are coming out to be like, yo, this is bad and way worse than we could have expected. And that's their preview coverage! I don't know. I feel like maybe that means we need to really play it. Man, this game has been in development nine years. Bob, when that's the preview coverage, that means someone died. <laughs> someone died playing this game, and they're like, uh, this seems kind of bad, you guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Dan. I have faith that you'd win. <laughs> that wouldn't be you. <laughs> Ochi is done asking. Play Pikmin 4. I did! <laughs> Indigo. I'll play it on the Switch, too. <laughs> I think it's cap 30, so I don't know how much of a difference that'll make. The resolution would stay you. higher, though, so there you go. Indigo Sykes. Rip Janelle Jacquois. Uh, famous D&D designer and uh, video game designer. Mm. Uh, passed away. Yeah. 
evil Lucario. A raccoon hanging around Chris's house. <laughs> Stop him. Oh, wow. If it gets on the ceiling, I'm, I'm worried it's going to, like, break through the roof. <laughs> I actually chopped the branch down, so uh, it can't get on that branch anymore. It's gone. Great. Oh, that's good. That's good. Shinji16 and Nakaji would like to remind you that you matter. You are valid and you deserve to be happy. Apple Gothic is in the middle of a snowstorm and walks to work. That sucks. Mm. Yeah. The Superman. Unity? More like you need to stay the fuck away from this bullshit. What was their plan? <laughs> <laughs> Finally. His true power awakens. Mm. You know, you can already see the tattoo on James. What if it were the joke high crest to say? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. Saraline. Timothy Fister finished and enjoyed Stranger of Paradise's DLC. If Square Enix doesn't do a new Dissidia 2, or new Dissidia soon, they are criminals. Introducing Final Fantasy XIV's newest eight-man raid, the NVIDIA 5090! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we'll talk about it in news because I didn't write it down, but it is funny. They're like, here, okay, you thought this expansion was just like the tropics in South America. Uh, here's an area from Endgame. We're not going to show you anything but a concept art because it would be spoilers, and they show the fucking NVIDIA tower. <laughs> Pleochrome. Krunglespub. Lord Richter was going to have a bit, but buying a house and all the moving and cleaning that entails wore me out. Next week, boys. Well, good job on the house. Yeah. Good luck. Right? Shelter is important. Bootleg Chris Wolfhart from Fuga Melodies of Steel 2 knows you clearly don't own an air fryer. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, like this, this, this facial hair uh, animal creature. It's very strange. <laughs> I, I do think I do think it's very funny that uh, that basically nobody sacrificed any children in the first game because you didn't have to. You could actually win without doing that. And in the sequel, they're like, well, a timer starts now. So if you don't win fast enough, it automatically puts children in the grinder. <laughs> Fear not, my X-Men, for I am immune to being mine. Man, what was with the 90s and just psychic characters going, okay, I'm going to use my psychic power. Because it's him and Deanna Troy from TNG, and I'm sure there's other examples. You got to defuse. You got to. Right. Uh, you got to defuse your overpowered psychic character. Right. Like, there's always going to be that thing. You're tapping into too much of your mind, man. You can't do that. Riddle me this, NVIDIA's trying to save face, but which one of these rays has been traced? <laughs> that truly is a big riddle. <laughs> yeah, we found out over the last couple weeks, that is maybe the biggest riddle of them all. It's not that big a riddle, open your wallet. <laughs> no other questions, just open I your mean, wallet. sometimes that's how Batman solves problems too. <laughs> Nintendo, as they find out that Proto made a 3D Mario with crappy AI vocal dialogue at CES without permission or them knowing? Yep. 
Uh, you can find a video of people talking to it. They made like a Mario kiosk, like if Mario was giving you directions at Target. Mm. Yeah, so that's them aping the 1995 or 96 Nintendo E3 booth where wow. Charles Martinet voiced I think, it. I think somebody asked some question like, what restaurant should I go to? And it just started speaking a different language because it didn't know how to respond. Good Lord. So hopefully they get sued to death. Oh, that would be great. Peak fiction is now real. Bless you, Ardine. Ardine. This looks like a typo, more so than the name of a thing. <laughs> Captain Disillusion. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> That should have been a gameplay mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> I like how his ears are just automatically included like time zone lines. Right? <laughs> so what? It's so much! <sighs> Where's the YouTube crossover we need? Oh yeah. Oh man. It's really good because they both have alter egos. Yes, yeah. Mr. Scratch and also the intern Alex. <laughs> Saber of Red. Kind of getting into a little bit of that like mech from Guilty Gear energy Isn't with it? this armor design. Yeah, her armor is really intricate and tight. <laughs> uh, she's basically a guy Melif from... Uh... Escaflone. Ah, oh, there we go. I still need to watch that. You have yeah. Bob yeah, video game. I haven't games. either. <laughs> I know. I've owned it on Blu-ray for years. So have I. If only there was some podcast series about us watching old anime of, of almost exactly that age. That's absolutely over twenty years old. Oh now. my god. <laughs> Out of bleach gags. So I'm just gonna have you read Yu-Gi-Oh card names. Red Dragon Archfiend Assault Mode. It's really lame that in Japan it's, it was, it's called Buster Mode. They changed it to Assault Mode in English. That's mm. lame. Americans hate busting. It does not make them feel good, actually. <laughs> and cool hand, TG. Thank you very much to our pod lords. <laughs> Thank, Thank pod you, lords. Batman Thank with you. the purple drink and also pod lords. <laughs> And if you'd like to become a podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts. You also get extended bits and bobs from other shows when those things exist to be given to you. You also fund a show one a month, either a patron-exclusive show, wherein you vote, vote on, and we then watch and discuss a good movie, or a public show wherein we pick some hor horrific nightmare and then watch, and patrons get a commentary track for that horrific thing. And there are a lot of those horrific horrific commentary tracks on the Patreon for movies such as X-Men Origins Wolverine, The Test, Dr. Horrible Sing-Along Blog, and more. That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast. If you don't have any money, it always helps immensely to tell your friends, rate us on Thursdays, rate us on your podcasting app of choice, uh, uh, and like and comment on YouTube if you're listening that way right now. Also, you know, it's it's our game of the year. Passes around if, you, if, you, if people want something like that. It feels like there's a void right now for that kind of content. Nobody's doing that kind of 
open table discussion of things like best rat. Yeah, uh, people people are not talking about what is the best rat, and that's that's a problem. We need to talk about it. Uh, and that's patreon.com slash GB podcasts. Also, if you go over there, you're going to get like two months early a copy of Pokemon Go to the Movies and Chucky Bleach because uh, we had to take a break for January's Game of the Year thing. And also, you get the exclusive Chris Wolfhart talking about his experience uh, watching the latest <laughs> Pokemon movie that we watched, the one with Caldeo. <sighs> Yeah, that'll be up over there soon. And coming up soon, we're going to do voting for Blessed Blontemp Blub, and it's Jackie Chanuary again. Woo! So you get to vote on which Jackie Chan film we're going to watch. That's yeah, Patreon. You get, to, you get to vote on which degree of trouble you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's patreon.com slash Podcast. I hear we have some news. Unfortunately. We do. Scandalous. Let me just change this to be a highly accurate title when we come back to the digital set. Oh, yeah. News. <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about mine. Bob, you talk about yours. Okay. All right. I'll start with a small one that still upsets me. Okay. World of Demons, that Platinum Games uh, game for Apple Arcade, being shut down. Cool. Uh, believe it goes off like you can't download it anymore this month and then next month is just fully they're taking it off like nobody can play it now bob i'm just remembering this off the top of my hand did you not end your coverage of world of demons talking about how it was really good it was one of the most promising things out of platinum it ends in a cliffhanger and you want them to make more Uh uh-huh yep sure was abandoned before it was even released before it was even done it was released you played it yeah no they it sure was, wasn't finished, though, because, like I said, it just ends when there's clearly a cliffhanger and it's like, to be continued next chapter, and it's like, that's not happening, though. I feel like we are firmly sitting more and more in a camp of, man, Platinum needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Fucking tired of their shit. Yeah, this... It's so frustrating to see stuff like this just happen, where it's like, yeah, it's, it was on Apple Arcade, so we're just letting it die. We're not going to work on anything to get it somewhere else. We're not going to do the PC version or anything like uh, like Capcom did with X-Dive. And this is even more frustrating because the thing wasn't done. Yeah. That's so messed up. Yeah. <sighs> it was really cool, so if you want to... Well, I guess you can't even try it if you haven't already downloaded it, so whatever. It's gone forever. It's just gone. Had a really neat art style. It was basically them making an action game with an Okami art style. Will it be bootable? No. Like, so when does that end? February. So we have to record video of it before then because... (laughs) Yeah. Who else has? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I'm going to keep kicking down the line talking about this next thing. Go to DualSense V2 showed up on Best Buy's Canadian website. So the... The V2 DualSense has this 12-hour battery life, they're saying? The V stands for version. <laughs> yes. That's cool. I'll buy that. Yeah. That is that is cool. That's uh, a consistent... They will never, ever make a green one. <laughs> I'm upset because I already owned... You- <laughs> like, I was sitting here thinking, like, well, I don't have to spend that money because of the way my setup is. I've got a charger right next to me. It doesn't bother me. I was sitting here in my lane, unbothered, unperturbed, hurting no one. Why did you do this? <laughs> I also want a green one. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta say, uh, the sky is blue. 
Um, so that's neat. I'm just sad that it happened this late in the game. Like it's been what three years. three years? Yeah. 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 So I've already bought two extra controllers. Yeah, I think I own three total, which is a little weird. Yeah, I, I own white, purple, and I bought a red that I haven't even opened. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I own white and red, and I have a second white somewhere around here because I have the one that came with it, which uh obviously i have the red one i bought later and i have one that i bought specifically to use on pc that i got before the red one um but this is really good because this now builds a standard uh -huh. we're going forward not only will the de facto controller have a decent battery life which is what i would call that yeah no that's actually decent that's kind of that makes me think of the switch where it's like yeah this is perfectly acceptable and i can use this uh the switch is way longer than 12 though it's yes. like 18 or something uh yeah it's pretty which, good which would obviously be more ideal but i think part of the way they get away with that is um not having adaptive triggers and maybe having a lower pull rate mm-hmm they, I'm excited for the Switch 2 to just have better input latency on the same games. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, the the uh, the thing that's kind of crazy about this, like we've had bad battery life from Sony controllers for the entire PS4 gen even. So uh -huh. I'm surprised they're finally doing it now. Well, the PS5 is worse than the 4 even. Yeah. Yeah. But so. it, it's like those two are close enough. So they're just both really bad in my head. Like I don't think about it like, oh, it got worse. It was already so bad. I couldn't. I mean... I think the dual sense for me even was a breaking point, like where it's like I can't get through a video game mm -hmm. without it dying, like even an eight hour one. So like I, I think honestly, I think normal, normal tested reviews from normal people, not even like game journalists would be like this battery life is bad mm -hmm. is how bad the dual sense is. The DualShock 4, I think, is just barely above a threshold for some people. Um I'm just glad they're fixing this. Right. Because halfway through, like, this isn't that weird because they actually improved the input latency substantially halfway through the PS4. That's true. Uh, which, unfortunately, we only have an input mod an input latency tester modded version one of the DualShock 4, so we never firsthand got to confirm that. But there are enough trusted sources that confirm that where I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is good, and I'm glad. Right. Took him long enough. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the hype news everyone's excited for. Felix the Cat is getting a collection of games for PS5, PS4, and Switch. Am I going insane? Did we already know this? Did this leak through a trademarking this, somewhere? This probably leaked or something. I swear I, to God. I think we... I brought this in a few weeks ago. Right. I swear Agro brought this last year, but... But yeah, the, now it's actually officially announced from Lunar Run Games. Uh, Pre-orders open February 9th. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a digital version even. It's limited run. I'm trying to think if they've done a collection that just outright didn't have a digital version. Keep in mind, even if you don't get the digital version, maybe don't pre-order for limited run games because it will probably show up at Best Buy. And there are members of our community who specifically pre-ordered through limited run games. They wouldn't give it to them shipped it on amazon you can go to amazon and buy the thing that they're owed by limited run games so maybe fuck limited run games yeah they suck they really do um this is two games this is the nes game and the game boy game of that's of a collection cat. right why if if i handed you two cans of soda and said look at my soda collection you wouldn't just think man this dude's poor as hell <laughs> that's sick dude <laughs> awesome uh, i'm gonna get i'm gonna get this out of the way because it's the exact same story they also announced uh, Rocket Knight Adventures Resparked, which is Rocket Knight 1 and 2 on the Genesis and then Sparkster on the Super Nintendo. Uh, this one is definitely releasing digitally. 
Uh, it's coming to PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC. They confirmed PC. They did not confirm PC on Felix. Huh. Uh, sadly, sadly, this Rocket Knight collection does not have the total dog shit uh, Xbox version, which is actually Xbox back compat. Meaning, if you have a Series S or a Series X, you can go play some total dog shit. <laughs> Ooh. When Sparkster Week on Gigaboots? Well, when Sparkster Day? <laughs> we did them all in one day. Do you guys have any opinions coming out of this? Yes, I hate when uh, companies keep cranking up the difficulty for the U.S. region. It's another one of those because it's Konami. Of course. It is straight up a Castlevania Bloodlines. It's funny that neither of these have Xbox versions. Yeah, that's just the sure the they, times they, we're living that, in. So <laughs> they sure are uh, not not a real company, as gonna... we'll talk about later in a little bit. Well, okay, let me see what your later in a little bit is. One second. Um, I was gonna say there's a rumor going around right now, and we didn't bring it up because it wasn't especially relevant. Um. And there's not enough credibility for us to really believe in this. It's not like the Switch 2 stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that maybe Xbox launches two years early in 2026 in order to stagger their release from Sony's. And I've been thinking about it more and more. And I'm like, it's technically a free strategic move. Uh -huh. Technically, they save money over Sony because they're not as far as we know and as far as they communicated and as far as the leaks from them uploaded accidentally have said, there is no mid-gen refresh. Right. So they skipped a console they have to engineer technically. Right. Um, but the time they won was the time they launched a year before the PS3. Right. It's a logical move. I'm surprised they haven't tried it already. I mean, they didn't win long term they, they won didn't win long term but they basically won and it's the most winning they've ever done uh-huh based based on some things some other news from this week i think it's more likely they just don't release another xbox entirely possible so i think I, one of these two things is occurring right for sure I, either we're getting an xbox two years early or we're not getting i feel xbox. like it'll be the most dog shit version of it though if it does happen where it'll be like yeah, what what was going to be our mid-gen refresh is now the new console. I mean, that's how it's going to feel when the PS6 comes out at minimum two years later. Because keep in mind, they could always kick the PS6 down the road. Right, because they will have released their pro console. And it will be something dramatically right. Yeah, and with really the Switch 2 right there, and with the sure. Switch 2 right there, and and phones now playing these games, I feel like there won't be as there won't be a reason to keep shoving more power into the box i think there will be but the amount of power you could squeeze in isn't going to be compelling enough to try to get anyone to make a from the ground up game designed around it right like the whole thing before was the 360 came out when the ps2 was a thing right and it had a bunch of power in it and making a game from the ground up was easier than and etc cetera, etc cetera. the ps5 pro is coming out in 2024 uh, Xbox ships a console two years later. Do you really think the game designed for that is going to look that much better than the PS5 Pro? Right? Yeah. Like, I don't... I mean, like, we're already kind of hitting the, the top of, like, what you can do. Microsoft, feasibly. Can't even ship Microsoft can't even ship games that look as good as the top-tier PS4 games. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what they think being more powerful will actually give them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they get to put the number on the box now, and that's, like... 
It now is. they actually Clear. legally get to say it's the <laughs> best performing console. Right. Maybe, unless they fuck up somehow and it's not the most powerful console in some way. Could you fucking imagine? God, that'd be insane. But yeah, so that's... We're, we're heading to a fork in the road, ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen, and uh, the amount of people who aren't prepared for one of those two possibilities, even though that seems like all that's left, is really crazy. Let's, uh, let's get through the rest of Bob's, and yeah, then we'll sure. dip back for the Xbox News and Chris's. Uh, okay, I just read about this on Twitter today, and I'm like, is this real? They're making a new Yatogarasu game? That was this uh, Kickstarter or indiegogo fighting game with former SNK developers. That was Third Strike. It was Third Strike. Uh, I played it. No, I would not say that. That's no. what they were going for. <laughs> now, how well they did is up to debate, but they were very obviously trying to be third strike. Were they? Like, yeah. We backed they it on it. Indiegogo and we played it and it didn't, like, no part of the marketing that I can remember or the game itself really reflected that. Maybe they tweeted that at some point. Yeah, I remember it being a lot more of a focus King on, of like, this is their, vibe. like, yeah, SNK vibes. Right. Yeah, yeah, it, I can kind of see some of the art having inspiration from Surge Strike, but it's like nowhere near enough frames that, to do that. I played it a little bit, but that's all like market, like YouTubers and stuff called. It was like, it's Third Strike, it's Third Strike, it's Third Strike. Weird. I and don't. like, these were fighting game people, so who am I supposed to say they're wrong? Yes. <laughs> like, at the time, I hadn't even played Third Strike. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're not supposed to say they're wrong. I'm supposed to sit here stupefied over anybody comparing Yadagarasu to Third Strike, but... Anyway, Bob, they're making a new one. That's weird. Yeah, it's coming out uh, first quarter this year, allegedly. It's on Steam. Like, the Steam page is up. Uh, it's called Enter the Eastward, and it will actually have more characters. Because uh, I believe it... I don't think they ever got up to the amount of characters they were supposed to launch with in that version that, that I backed on Indiegogo. Oh. Yeah. I remember that always feeling like completely unfinished and just left to die. So yeah. I'm surprised they're doing this. Yeah, that, me too. You don't generally make a sequel to a coffin. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. I won't be throwing money in immediately. A shocker. I uh, feel kind of burned and upset still. <laughs> understandable. We'll end this segment by saying the full subtitle of Yadagarasu, though, because that is the most like bootleg ass what the hell. Keep in mind when this came out. Yes, this came out in a year very soon. Yeah, uh, where so- certain other properties were very popular. Uh-huh. So this is called Yatagrasu Attack on Cataclysm. Nothing else. No, this time we're attacking on the Cataclysm. Cool. Yeah, that game upset me. Yeah. It's just so hollow. Mm-hmm. It felt like no character had a fully done move list. The backgrounds were sing- a single still image, like with no movement. It was, it was really a letdown. Yeah. Cool designs. Really cool character art they made. Hopefully this will be like a finished version of that finally. That would be cool. I like fighting games. I would like the fighting games to not just make me feel sad at the end of playing them. Mm-hmm. And then my final piece of news, the biggest one I brought, uh, the Screen Actors Guild mm-hmm. at CES made an announcement of a big partnership with AI voice company Replica Studios. And let me let me quote them. The agreement will enable Replica to engage SAG uh, members under a fair ethical agreement to safely create and license a digital replica of their voice. SAG-AFTRA. Yes, SAG-AFTRA. So, uh, can this be... Is e- this is exactly what I was worried about happening when any of this AI voice shit started. 
the fear was never, never should have been they'll illegally steal your voice and use it. Mm -hmm. It was some dickhead voice actor who doesn't give a shit about anybody else is going to go say, let me be all in on this and develop a better, not good, <laughs> but better version of my voice. And then I can just make money without leaving the house. Um, they claim that this deal was approved by member affected members of their community and SAG-AFTRA who voice do voiceover, which literally everyone who has a Twitter account was like, they never asked us. Not they mean one. Troy Baker and nobody else. Yeah, because it's not even like I guess he didn't come out, but he doesn't do social media anymore. Wonder but, why? Well, yeah, like Steve Bloom. Yeah, I saw a ones. lot of voice actors yeah. who were just like, "What the fuck?" Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I but, love someone in chat was like, "It's time for a union." Um, <laughs> that's what. <laughs> well, they were they were is. discussing they were discussing we need a dedicated voice actor union because they obviously consider us not real actors. It's yeah. so mm -hmm. insane. Yeah, though, it's that's so insane. So apparently there are tone halls and stuff coming up for SAG-AFTRA that uh, everyone needs to yell during every community or every union member. It's really frustrating. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah, th th this is this is going to be it's going to be a couple dickheads who are like, yeah, sure. I can make the same amount of money without leaving my house. It fucks over other people. But who cares? I don't care about my actual performance or an art or anything. I just want the money. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to care at that level. You should care at the level of I'm facilitating them removing the human element. Yes. Which is the, the that's the number one angle anyone should care okay, about. Okay, but money. But money. I don't have to leave my house and still get money. <laughs> if you bought a recording studio, you wouldn't have to leave your house. <laughs> which we know most of you have by now because of the yeah, pandemic. But, I, but, I, but I'd still have to do work. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I don't even think it's like this. We shouldn't characterize it as just being lazy or greedy. This is reckless and short-sighted and idiotic and mm -hmm. selfish. Yeah, because I don't, I, I suspect there is no voice actor on a board with this. This is just people at the union teaming up with this AI company that came to them. Right. And that this is mostly the AI company's idea. Yeah, like I, I read through a couple of their releases and they, they frame it like right to work states. Like we want to give you the ability to make the positive choice to fuck yourself over. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, and, and that's the most like American Agro's right pitch possible. Agro's right that it's, you know, short-sighted and selfish. But again, it's going to be these, not the absolute top tier voice actors, but like one step down or like, yeah, fuck them. I can use that this to increase the amount of money I make. I don't care. Go fuck yourself. I have no solidarity whatsoever. Well, that sucks. Um, let's shift from sucks to confusing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Sony, Sony showed a thing at their CES uh, keynote and stuff where it's a studio they're calling Torchlight Studio. They set it up in like California or something. And it's some sort of technology group that facilitates pre-production acceleration with filmmakers using tools like virtualizing camera movement where you could look, you can hold the camera rig. On it is a monitor that shows you in the 3D pre-visualization thing mm -hmm. what your framing looks like and everything else. And you can make adjustments and change where you are in the room and look at stuff. And they're talking about the integration of their technologies and Unreal Engine 5 
in order to help a number of different filmmakers better prepare their previs so that way shooting on the day of is easier and other things down the road get easier. And this was like, whatever, this is nothing new. In fact, the, the behind the scenes itself looked less impressive than Resistance 2's behind the scenes, where they do the same thing with the camera. Uh-huh. And that is also, that one is from, uh, that was the very beginning, by the way, of Sony Visual Arts Group. That, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Um, the weird part of this, the part that caught everyone's fucking attention, is when they show previous stuff for seemingly a gravity rush movie and some fucking patapon thing the gravity rush thing is clearly previs not done at all looks absolutely hideous and is like of course that's a sore spot because that is the sony japan studio game everyone pretends they bought Mm -hmm. which you didn't if the numbers reflected that we would maybe in a different timeline to be fair they did send gravity rush 2 out to die I don't give a shit when it released for the amount of hearing about this I've had to do as someone who bought and enjoyed Gravity Rush 1. Uh, The part of this that is truly bizarre and actually reprehensible is the Patapon thing because they just had those people leave them. Yeah, they they just had those guys have a successful Kickstarter and then immediately was like, I guess we can make a TV show or something. In what world? It's Patapon! What are you making with Patapon that is a show? And then you look at the previs, and previs looks bad. Sure, that's normal. Previs doesn't look like a horrible circus nightmare that is horrific all the time. This thing looks weird. I don't know who this is. I don't know why they did this. I don't know how they envisioned this will go well. Because Gravity Rush has a story and a world. And right. you could do a thing with Gravity Rush. This Patapon thing truly flabbergasts me. Like someone at Sony just goes, oh, they left. We can fuck it now. Like it's a corpse. <laughs> like they're just fucking corpses over there. That's how it feels. That's, how the fuck do you do nothing with either of these? Yeah, I don't know why they thought it was, it was okay to put anywhere to like let people know they were even working on. Right. The the most confusing part is this entire thing is to pitch themselves to people who make movies. Mm -hmm. So then why do two PlayStation properties show up in a completely malformed state? Like, the stuff that leaked about Wolverine looks a million times more done. Right. Which makes sense. It's years into production. This? I don't know. Maybe it was a crazy weekend where they banged these out. It's truly flabbergasting that they did this i don't understand she looks so beautiful (laughs) you could almost fall in love with her i what is i get that that you're this isn't for consumers i understand that why show this at all like it didn't even for tradespeople, it didn't seem to have an angle other than, look at this hideous fucking thing we're doing. Everything else, every other part of that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Every other part of, here's our virtualization thing, here's us talking to uh, movie directors. You know, we work with these people and stuff, and, you know, the future of uh, movie production looks more and more like it's Unreal Engine fueled. 
the, I, the, I, these I, two PlayStation products being here don't make any fucking sense, and it seems absolutely like it's so upsetting. The only thing I can think of mm-hmm. is that these are like two of the only things they have the rights to show that they are working on. Like they can they can't show anything else because it's for stuff that isn't announced or it's they it's don't not have owned work. by Sony. Yeah, it's not owned Be- by Sony in some way. Because yeah, it sounds like most of what the studio is is just gonna work with everybody. Right. Like they're basically trying to make what the Sony Visual Arts Groups is for PlayStation and game development, but for movie studios and TV shows slash movies. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna be working with a bunch of other people just like Sony Visual Arts Group does, you know, for we were talking about a number of games that were tapping them just in 2022 and 2023 for cutscenes that were like Ubisoft, EA, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, they want to be that, but for movies over there. So it's truly, I don't know what moron gave the green light to leave these in. Yeah. Yeah. It does not. It doesn't seem wise. It just seems like you, you've done nothing but upset people by showing this. Right. Because not only are we not okay with the notion. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's jazzed at the notion per se of either of these because Gravity Rush fans are just going to be upset that they didn't get a third one. Even though I hear the ending of two is we're not getting a third one. Cram it in. <laughs> uh, and. And that's for like two hours or something like this isn't a 10 minute cutscene or something from the sound. Uh, I wouldn't know. I didn't beat that game because it was bad. Yeah. Unfortunately. So when that's the thing I hear from people who play Gravity Rush 2, I need to know. I'm not exactly upset that they didn't. Yeah. like yeah. I feel like Gravity Rush could make a good movie. Like you could, could potentially make something good with that. Yeah. You, you should have made something hype. At least make it to the level that Sly revealed uh, thing when they did this reveal the Sly movie. That, of course, was canceled. Yeah, I'm trying to remember it. Wasn't that... Maybe? Was that official? I thought that oh, leaked. Oh, wait. That was, an, that was the, supposed to be the next game. Whoops. What? Yeah, they were doing it, a Sly movie at one point, and they did release some visuals for it. Okay, so maybe I'm thinking of that, not the not like a tease for another game. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, yeah. I'm remembering this. Oh, God. Yeah, but that's the thing. This just... Yeah. Some idiot at the studio... And then at Sony main corporate above them mm-hmm. didn't understand. You know, it's just like the thing we were talking about with Silent Hill. They didn't understand what it fucking meant to do this. Yeah, no, this is the sort of thing you can announce alongside having like, hey, there's a new game production. Mm-hmm. It's not the sign of thing you can just do out of the blue. Right. And of course, they fired those people. So it feels yeah, bad either there's... way. And for anyone who's curious, uh, because you probably have no idea, I really enjoyed Gravity Rush 1, but based on everything I had seen and heard about Gravity Rush 2, I never once picked it up. I brought Gravity Rush 2 at launch and never finished it. Yeah. I also bought it at launch and didn't finish it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I never finished 2. I don't... It's so frustrating that they put these in here. Yeah. Because what could have been a positive and cool announcement... Because fundamentally what they're doing is helpful and neat and whatever. Right. Has turned into what the fuck. I mean, that literally does not look like Cat from Gravity Rush. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as somebody in the fan discord aptly put, and I don't know if they were quoting someone else, uh, the Patapon background just looks like Skyrim. (laughs) (laughs) It just looks like a faux realistic, but kind of really rough and bad looking ice background for these horrible claymation, almost nightmare monsters. I don't. What the hell are they doing? 
Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm, we're moving on. Uh, so, Twitch had a big announcement partnering with OBS and NVIDIA. Oh, yeah? People on 4,000 series graphics cards in an upcoming beta, which I've opted into for the channel, will be able to do multiple encodes for Twitch. Now, there are two ways this works and two different markets this is for. If you're not partnered, you don't get transcodes. So then this would allow you to transcode your 720p, your 480p, and your lower quality mm. settings. So that way you can always guarantee you have those transcodes. If you're a high-end partner and you have the capacity on your 4,000 GPU and your internet, which is actually going to be the real number one problem with this theory, you can push out 1440p and 4K quality. So we would be able to stream multiple streams at once. One of them would be our normal 1080p source. Uh-huh. And then we would be able to do our 1440p or our 4K quality to Twitch. For people who don't know, NVIDIA graphics cards, the current cap on encoding streams, according to Epos Fox, the stream professor, who I do not doubt, I would not, I would not put money on doubting this person, uh, is five. You can do five encodings. Since we're already doing oh. one for local, we still have four we could do online. Uh, this is cool, but here's the problem. There, there's one main problem with this. They're still not adapt, adopting AV1 codec yet. Huh. For people who don't know codecs or science or shit, AV1 is the... like. H.264 is the thing everyone uses, basically. Uh, it was invented with Blu-ray 20 years ago. <laughs> that is not hyperbole. That shit, that codec is 20 years old. AV1 is something that came out recently. It's much more bitrate efficient to make a much better image. It is what I record our local VODs in. I do a 16 megabit AV1. It can do 4K and it looks great. Without adopting that into the multiple encode thing at launch, it's kind of mitigating it. Because even I'm kind of reticent to stream out a 4K 25 megabit stream. Yeah. I'm going to do it at least once. Right? It won't be a stream that's going to be long. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. Whatever. We yeah. don't have a data cap. If we have the bandwidth, it either works or it doesn't. Yes. Most people do not have the bandwidth, just to be clear. Yeah. We didn't even like have the bandwidth the before we States, moved. Absolutely. Right. So... Without AV1, this is really stupid, but they're moving towards that. Uh, the OBS part of this is what's going to happen. The way this will work is you will hit a button in OBS and it will talk to Twitch's servers and it will communicate the best way to do these encodes. Huh. It apparently will automate it so that way it's saying it all for 99% of people. And then it'll just do that and it'll handle that. I don't trust that for a fucking second, so they better Fair. give me some fucking menus. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is, this is good. This is looking optimistic for the future of like how we get to engage with the system to give you our streams. Um, but I really need AV1 to be out there. If someone's on phone, let them have the H264 1080p stream. Like just because a phone can't hardware decode mm. AV1. That's not my problem. They're on a phone. 1080p will be fine for a Twitch stream. Yeah. Um, but one of the main things about this, like, philosophically, business-wise, and everything else aside from that, okay, is that 
they are doing this so that way their servers don't have to gear up more to do more transcodes. And that sucks. Philosophically, I should stream them a, a really high quality AV1 4K video and they should transcode it all the way down. Yeah, and they should do that should be their job. Like that is their job. They're right. getting 30% of all of our is it 30% of our subs? Yeah, I think it's 30% of our subs. Because we're in partner plus. We're right. special. Yeah. Because of your support over on Twitch TV, thoughts gibbigaboo. But they get a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Like a ton of money. That should be their job. It's insane. Uh, But yeah, they eventually, on a long enough timeline, they will adopt AV1. They said. It sounds like they're not going to adopt higher frame rates or HDR ever, which is weird because YouTube already does at least HDR. Yeah, I feel like I can kind of understand not doing HDR, but higher frame rates is like, no, gaming is clearly going that way. What are you doing? The weird thing is I'm not sure if I... I'm not sure which of those I think makes more sense because phones have HDR screens built into them. So part of me is like, well, fuck it. Let them see the fucking image at a good quality. But I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated. It's complicated. Anyways, uh, hope, hope that's the only Twitch news this week. Hey, Chris, it's your turn. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Unity has laid off 25% of its staff, which is 1,800 people. Mm. Uh, this puts the layoff meter, a new idea I had, it's soul crushing and horrific. Uh, we're current with this news, 25% of 2023's layoff totals. Week one. It's rough. Twitch is laying off 500 people, 35% of the company. That makes the layoff meter 32%. Uh, And Discord Dort is laying off 170 people, 10% of their company. I don't know if they should be counted as gaming. I don't think I should count them as gaming. I'm going to say let's not count them as gaming. Um, Okay, so they do not have the layoff meter. God, how many... Yeah, how um, often are we going to do this this year? I'm scared. Every single week. Every single week. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we have four months straight of tech layoffs ahead of us. Yeah, is we end. Yeah, the, at least until at least until the start of the quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just wait. Just wait until we sit down. Like Ubisoft fired twelve thousand people. For anyone who's unaware, uh, they all have the same story of they overhired during the pandemic, which uh, and Twi- the Twitch thing is serious. Twitch's CEO is like, yeah, we're not profitable. So about multiple encodes <laughs> and how it's now our problem. Uh huh. Great. Uh huh. Um, there was also a bunch of Google layoffs, but those are really not gaming related. <sighs> Big tech doing great, doing great. Uh, various various things have come out that make it look like Re- real quick, I- real quick. I just want to get one last comment in. Philosophically, if I'm doing multiple encodes, what is your purpose again? Twitch. <laughs> we, you, you, well, you formed a community here, so you're stuck. Oh, yeah? You don't think I'm a cracked-out dumb son of a bitch who won't run the server off his... If I have the bandwidth <laughs> to do this shit, multiple encodes for my fucking system, why am I not... Like, they have protocols out there for you to stream from your home PC. Right. Like, to a group as though it's Twitch. Yeah. If I'm a dumb enough son of a bitch with that sort of bandwidth, why the fuck am I not doing that and taking 100% of the PayPal donations? <laughs> like... Anyway, okay, we can move on. I just, the internet would uh, be way cooler if that's how this shit worked. 
anyway, a, a rumor came out that that a uh, Hi-Fi Rush might be coming to PS4 and Switch. Cool. Uh, Jez Corden was cagey, but seemed to say some things that implied like, yeah, that's happening. And also, it seems like Sea of Thieves might be coming to PS4 and Switch. Yeah, I think mm. that the Hi-Fi Rush was even like um, rated for those consoles in Australia or something. So there's a lot of validity to that happening. So it seems like we might be at the point where uh, Microsoft is like, we need to make some fucking money. And, our- and we certainly and we certainly can't make any money on our platform. So the only thing remaining is to make money on other platforms. Uh, and, and of course, of course, the Xbox people are fucking gnashing their teeth and throwing fits because they actually believed all those lies that Phil told. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're like it seems to me, because you know, it's this is just gauging reactions on, on the internet, but the people who were screaming that uh exclusives were uh, not anti-consumer important. seem to be real mad that their games aren't exclusive anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird how you can hold two viewpoints at two different points in time that completely conflict with each other, but you won't refute either one in any <laughs> given conversation. <laughs> I So well, let's do a, gamer, a real quick gamer premonition right now. Mm-hmm. Will Starfield PS5 be announced this year? It doesn't have to come out, just announced. Dan. Yes, and here's why. Starfield was expensive enough and did not sell enough in cash money dollars, where I think it is a legitimate financial concern for them to make money on that sooner rather than later. Also, it's worth noting, outside of the Sea of Thieves part of this rumor, Mm-hmm. That's all Bethesda, who was absolutely pissed at Phil. <laughs> that, yeah, which was in the emails. He was fucking livid. Uh, they were at Bethesda. I think it was the guy who left, actually, Pete Hines or whatever. Uh-huh. He was livid that his PR people would have to go out and explain why Starfield is exclusive when COD isn't. Yeah, no, every studio under Bethesda had literally said to journalists, like, yeah, we were making these for the other consoles, and then they told us to stop. Right. And they did not seem pleased. Some of them feigned being pleased because it's like, well, we're making Redfall, and we need everything we can get. I mean, I would definitely not be pleased because in a lot of cases, as a developer, especially one of the higher-ups, you get a bonus based on how it performs. <sighs> yeah, and, on look, Game there's also There's also <laughs> just the level of Hey, if you spend years making something, you want people to play it. You don't want it to be locked on this platform that basically nobody owns. And the people who do own it don't care because they it's nobody who buys games is now on that platform anymore. It's just these subscription people. Yeah, I feel like um we we did hit a part with Xbox. We hit a point with Xbox that was literally what we were talking about could happen with it uh years ago like about them devaluing their entire platform, how it's a secondary box, so it doesn't matter. People don't want to go there for their first experience of a thing. Like the the primary selling Xbox is the Series S, mm-hmm. and that says everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's literally like you've turned your content into just grain. Like you can just release it. For fe- it's feed for chickens, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bob. Yeah, Starfield absolutely. PS5 announced. Agro. 
I think there's a chance it won't be officially announced, but someone will accidentally say that they've been working on that version and get fired. <laughs> I I think it'll be out this year, but it will definitely be announced. I think there's a real chance to be like one year. Yeah, I feel like we're going to switch to every Xbox exclusive is a one year exclusive. Because this is like all this is on the heels of the one year anniversary of Hi-Fi Rush. I think when all when the Xbox fans who remain after this, because I think this actually is a religion breaking moment for some of them. Because it does they're, to be. they're they are, insane. They are like losing it. I mean, the, the number one crazy Xbox guy on Twitter is having a meltdown over this uh-huh. right now. Uh, I can't even remember his name. Thank God. You do not live <laughs> yeah, thank free God. my he doesn't, brain. He doesn't deserve it. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I, I did that tweet where I screen capped and I'm like, you're fucking mentally ill. This is not a healthy way to engage with it, fucking shit. It, it doesn't help that Hi-Fi Rush became the most important game of all time to these people because it was the first thing that was favorably remembered that Xbox dropped. Yeah, which like is five years, which is why when like I'm watching the people react live to most anticipated game and our discussions around Avowed coming up uh-huh. and they're just like, what the hell's Avowed? And I'm like, it's going to be the best reviewed Xbox <laughs> game outside of Bentiment <laughs> and i fi Rush, baby. God, it's and and. And a, a, a slightly different Xbox news. Uh, we didn't talk about it, even though it was in the thumbnail last week. They're making a Series S toaster that toasts the Xbox logo into your bread. Yeah. I feel crazy because I swear I walked through the mall or the Walmart and they had it already. <laughs> I swear it was there. And I was just like, cool. It doesn't toast. I mean, the they whole probably bread. do. What you can buy future. it right now. You can buy it right now on, on Walmart.com. Walmart so down the road actually has there. But no one would want us to own this toaster, right? <laughs> yeah, I got the Xbox One S. What you... Given how the fridge you know, works, we're going to put toast in it. It'll freeze it. <laughs> n- no, Bob. Xbox Series S. You said oh, One God. S again. No. And it yeah. didn't even occur to me. So about how they need to do that refresh. And they need a new name that's not the worst it'll, name it'll ever made. It'll just be a series. It'll be a Series Q or some shit. No, I no, think... They I have think to know. They have to know. It takes them a whole gen to figure out what they should have done last time. They're like, oh, we, we shouldn't have named it one. That's confusing. Then they named it Series because there were two consoles. And then next time they'll go, oh, well, that was confusing. We should name it something else. <laughs> Be, I think they'll finally just they'll finally just be like it's the xbox 720 yes exactly they're like okay what was the last thing that worked <laughs> i mean they they should they should like but the, they'll, they'll bring the, back the blades the horror is that that the, they're going to do that refresh and they're going to call it series s and series x again and it, just because they're, they're like yeah we're like apple like do you no, think you're they, not do you think they <laughs> even do two next time it feels like the Series S has been such a problem for development partners in them and their relationships with development partners. And larger than that, because people are buying the Series S instead of the Series X. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a lot of the stories you hear is like, I bought my kid the Series S and got him Game Pass. But you see, it feels like that is sabotaging Xbox as a platform. Right. But the S is the better selling one, so they can't cancel that. But they lose more money on each one sold. I think they can cancel the one that's better selling because it's not helping them. If they're not making money on it and it's ruining their right, like their image as a platform, like Xbox shouldn't be considered the Kmart or GoBots of consoles. Right, but they absolutely are, are leaning into that. That is how it feels now. They don't get 
Like, at first it was just the Japanese games. Like, we're not going to ship on Xbox. It doesn't sell here. Now it seems like more and more things are just like, no. It, I mean, they, it once doesn't it, sell. Xbox fans are crying. They're bleeding out in the streets because they can't get Inspector Gadget. <laughs> but, I mean, we just talked about those two those two retro game collections. Right. Like, they're not, yeah. even, not even digitally coming to Xbox. And I don't know if Xbox has doesn't understand the industry position they're in, which seems real fucking common for them. And yeah. it's like, no, it, it costs, it somehow costs more to ship on Xbox than Sony or Switch, even digitally. Yeah, and the physical Xbox runs, you have to guarantee a certain amount of uh, units sold. You have to sign physical, a contract. Physical that, a- Xbox sales seem to be over because every time I yeah. go into Walmart or Target now, they don't have any Xbox games. I, I mean, yeah, it's a Wombo Combo. One of their games, one of their systems, the better selling one, doesn't take physical print. And they also have this part of their contract where you literally have to say, we're going to sell a minimum this many so you can run a print. Yeah, that's a thing. As reminds far as I know, that's still a requirement. In, Someone was talking about it last year. Oh, my God. Reminds me way back of during uh, during 7th Gen when they interviewed the head of Nippon Ichi Software. And they're like, hey, uh. Why don't you ship on Xbox? It's like they want they demand too many copies sold. Yeah, like, I remember um we we won't sell enough. Like we've con- we've considered it with this guy a couple times cuz that might sell enough, but then we're like it's on it's on the line so why even bother? Yeah, there was uh, the Blaze Blue had a similar thing during 7th gen or 8th gen where it was like uh yeah, our there there's certain things that come with the certain costs blah 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 of doing that version. Uh-huh. I remember they that Blaze Blue also had that weird problem of like it won't fit on a DVD quite. They couldn't yes. quite get it to the during, DVD size. During 7th Gen, they actually were like, eh, we have problems fitting it on DVD. And I'm like, holy shit. Right? It's like, you're Blaze Blue. Okay. You're kind of making Sony look smart right now, and that's blowing my fucking mind. Because Blu-ray, great format, but <laughs> terrible at reading speeds being decent for video games. Yeah. It's okay. Just install it to the hard drive. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think we're really like uh, like we were saying a moment ago. We're we're coming up on a fork in the road where there either isn't an Xbox, or there's an Xbox two years earlier than the PS6. Yeah, I feel I, like it's one of those, and then the other one of those. I feel like if if, if this if the, if Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves and Starfield ship on everything, ship on Switch Two maybe for some of these. Switch Two seems like it's going to be able to run anything the series s can so i don't think there'll be any oh yeah i think it's a shoe for like hi-fi rush yeah i think i think you're right i think the series s and the switch 2 are roughly the same performance like really roughly i i feel like like xbox executives will see the numbers and like oh these are actually moving making us money now everything now has to be multiplied again like we've landed back on it's it's like when elon musk took over twitter and is like i'm gonna change all these things Oh shit, now I'm learning why things were the way they were. We will now change back, except mm-hmm. now I've lost a lot of money in face. It'll be that again. Yeah, but in the case of Xbox, they're not reversing their own policies. They're reversing the policies of the people they bought because the Bethesda experience taught them like, oh, oh boy. Speaking of which, uh, just wanted to get this out. Uh, I really don't want to hear anyone make an excuse for any game shipping right now for there aren't enough next-gen consoles because there are 55 million PS5s. Mm-hmm. You no longer get to like make that statement when there yeah, are you, that you many. Can, you can say, I don't want to buy a PS5. It's $500. That's very valid. They have not. They shouldn't oh, yeah. drop the price by now. Yeah, uh-huh, I'm sure. saying they shouldn't make a game next-gen exclusive because there's not enough. It's like, no, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I selling- mean... 
when you take into account every single, all the market phenomenon and everything, first of all, it's selling slightly better than the PS4, right? Just flat, uh-huh. slightly better. Yeah. And when you take into account, they haven't cut the price and it was more initially to begin with, it's doing a lot better. I'm sorry, man. Th- this narrative of the next gen being a flop is not borne out in reality at all. Which is really weird because it feels like these are the same people who were there for seventh gen and they would have never said that about that, but that sold at a much worse rate for everyone involved over time. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's move. Let's move on to Suicide yeah. Squad kills the Justice League had a private press event where journalists get to come and play the game for a while. Uh, this is unusual from normal ones because everybody fucking hated it. Yeah, I'm telling you, this yeah. will kill us if we play it on a stream. We'll die. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was watching some of these videos. Just like, wow, he's just he's taken into this. <laughs> uh, like I'm scrolling through Twitter, reading headlines like, wow, which fake uh, news or oh no, that's IGN. Oh, that's ungentlemanly. Holy shit. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is a good this word. Is, this is the one this is the one where the only sides being positive are ones you've never heard of. Yeah, I think that it it the ones the IGN one I watched really had the air of like he was upset that this is what Rocksteady was making. And that's fair. Right? That's fair. They could have made two normal games in this dev time. Mhm. We could they could have made another normal Batman game and they could have done that Superman game they wanted to do. I mean, they could have made two completely like watershed moments peak of gaming for the people who like their games, games in that amount of time. Because it's not like either would be short on time or money, right? They would both have as m- more time than Arkham Knight. They would both have Spider-Man 2 money, basically. Because of how much money went into this. Yeah, and and then the last Batman thing was also this. It was just this. Yep. It's it's so crazy that WB did this. <sighs> this is going to be really dire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, this sucks. It feels so bad to have gone through an era of, like, actually good IP games uh-huh. between the, Ar- the original Arkham trilogy and then the Spider-Man games from Sony to then crash back into... We- we made a really expensive mistake that's nothing like the shitty brand IP games you're used to. You know, this isn't the Xbox One's Spider-Man game. God, what was the name of that one? The last one that shipped before Marvel got uh, uh, gave it to that, Sony. That, I think that was just Amazing Spider-Man 2 because it's based on the movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that thing's fucking terrible as I understand it, but, you know, we don't know and no one's voted for Spider-Month, so. <laughs> I don't even know if Spider-Month is running. I have to go check. Let's, let's move on from that game being sure. fucking doomed. Yeah. Uh, Valve said AI content allowed. What the fuck else were they going to do? Like, I get it. I get that it sucks, and I understand people being mad at it. But one, even though it should be illegal, it is not currently. There are no legal restrictions on this shit. And there's no way to 100% guarantee that you know that something is AI generated. Right. All you have to do is be on Twitter for a week and you see people are like, that's AI generated. And then they go, oh, no, it's just shitty. Like that happens. So the two options before Valve were allow it and take a PR hit initially and trust people to have eyes and not buy content that is obviously bad. Or 
what, spend millions of dollars having humans look at every single game that goes up on Steam and having all kinds of bad PR because you're constantly hitting false flags? Yeah, I feel like... Um... Like, there's no reasonable manner with which to moderate this right it just can't yeah. be done and it's kind of not their problem like in my in my mind what steam is this is not their problem yeah they they have the most generous refund policy in the industry like, just rely on people to be able to just send this shit back if they can tell it's ai like, right, like you can, you can, they can do the crackdown on crypto stuff because that's like very much no, it's a networking thing. We yeah, can it's find a networking out. Thing. You can detect it easily, right? And, and they you can have crack to down. advertise it because you want people to know it's play to earn or whatever. And mm -hmm. they can also crack down on games that are running hashes mm -hmm. on your machine to generate crypto. Yeah, uh, you know things that are basically viruses because you can detect that easily but this is not the same as that yeah but if i go to bing create and are like make me a texture for a brick wall yeah and if i like, go you, down you won't to even my, be able to tell that for sure yeah and if i go down to my local cyberpunk uh future bar and i ask the guy how it's been going and then the lady next to me is very excited about the new nvidia gpus <sighs> what are they going to do about that what are they going to do about nvidia's microsoft milo I didn't even talk about the NVIDIA. GPU. That was so bad. I can't believe you showed me that. It's, it's fucking unreal. They keep it doing it. It's pretty cursed. That's pretty cursed. Like, look, this is working. Uh, no, it's not. Why are you showing this? This is, is this what you tried to make? Because <laughs> you shouldn't have done this. <laughs> <laughs> like this was a leak, right? <laughs> no, it was based and you loved it. Right? <sighs> So yeah, that they're, they're forced into a shitty position where like you can't. We're gonna we're gonna start seeing this shit on consoles because there's no way to tell for sure, and you can't go over this with a fine tooth comb. Like Sony has more of a chance than Steam because Sony tests for compliance, mm -hmm. but notionally. Steam doesn't have <laughs> compliance. Yeah, notionally. Yeah, Steam doesn't have so compliance, like, and that shouldn't be their fucking problem. Like if you see an AI thing. Just just send the developer slurs on Twitter. Make sure you're right first. Make sure you're right. You better be sure. You're not sure. You're never. You're not sure. You're almost you're never, never going right. to be sure. Like, that's why this is so shitty. Call, call your congressman and say, hey, ban this shit. Right. I, I. I can't get over the NVIDIA thing. That poor man trapped in that presentation, having to double down on a thing the entire internet has already made fun of once. <laughs> and now he has to talk to it like it's literally Microsoft Milo. They need to ship that. Yeah. I need NVIDIA. If you're going to keep shitting in my face, just give me the box full of shit. <laughs> give you the one cyberpunk street corner with a ramen shop? Yeah, that's it. Uh -huh. It's just a demo. You can talk to this guy. He makes stuff up at all times. It's so funny because they're using frame generation and all the other techs you expect from NVIDIA in that thing. And it's running like shit. Yeah. And I'm like, is it because it's also having to process all this AI? And this is the result. It looks like shit. The writing is shit. The performances sound so dull because they're not even human. Mm -hmm. Good job. You've, you've managed to make a, a gray goo we can eat. Good job. That's what people wanted, right? That's entertainment.
It would be so funny if Ubisoft did this, right? <laughs> if Ubisoft shipped the game that out Far Cry is Far Cry by all the dialogue and everything being AI generated. The 130 hour game where by the end of it, you go, what was this about? <laughs> I, I just, I, I pray nightly for recklessly sweeping legislation to kneecap this whole thing before it gets going because I, they're in court right now over copyright and they're, all yeah. they can do is go we deserve an exception please give us an exception to this law we can't function without an exception to this law and I'm really hoping the big companies are like we'd like to use this to steal from our employees but you're going to use it to steal from us so we're going to cut your throat instead yeah like yeah. hopefully because I mean, we've we witnessed this industry trundle under the inertia of a bad idea for far too long over and over again. And I, I don't, I, I'm always, I never want to be the first person to go like, no, it's not a product. Making video games is art, even though it can be, but this is an industry. It's a business. But at the end of the day, the kind of people who are pushing this tech are like, but we found a way to make it faster and cheaper at a larger scale. But the thing you're making is terrible. You have to care that the thing you're making is unappetizing. I don't care how much you can make of it in an hour. I don't want to fucking eat it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like assuming there isn't some major court victory or legislation to kneecap this shit, what's going to happen is we're going to have like the worst three years ever as all these companies cut their own throats, firing people to replace with AI, then go, oh, AI can't actually replace them. That's yeah. something we decided was possible in a boardroom with no actual evidence. Turns out we can't function. Oops, we're gone now. And we just ignored every person who tried to explain to us we were wrong the whole time. Mm -hmm. Because you know people in those companies would explain why that won't work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you can absolutely get away with making an inferior product. Like, you you can make things worse than you have to. Like, like you can make things shittier There's, than we would like, but there is a bottom. And, and the, the AI-generated shit yeah. is that floor. I am waiting for the first, like, front and center here's the test of ai in the marketplace because it's going to be like zero if it's a movie it will be one of the worst performing movies in human history yeah yeah absolutely uh you know this this court defense this plea that they're making that they should be excluded from uh copyright uh-huh where they basically that you should let us steal all forms of media well they, the <laughs> the specific statement is very interesting to me okay because the specific statement is our business model cannot exist if we aren't able to steal shit. Mm -hmm. Is the same thing saved your uh, did you know gaming said to me about all game footage on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, our channel literally couldn't run unless we took it all, which is hilariously ironic given that statement was years ago when I was like, yo, you used my footage without asking. Fucking rude and fuck you. I had to pay money to get the equipment to record that and it took my time. It is then funny that in the weeks recent, they got blown up for using AI art. It's like, they were always this. <laughs> I wow, I can't, I can't believe that somebody who doesn't respect the time and effort of other people uh, doesn't respect the time and effort of other people. Yeah. Fascinating. But it's, 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 all, it's, 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 it's almost like we're doing that ontologically evil thing again where we use past information 
to form <laughs> predictions for the future, which is sinful witchcraft. Apparently, Agro informed <laughs> us in the game of the year that the, all, uh, what was it, prognostication is sin? Oh, yeah. Read Deuteronomy, people. It, it's not that long. <laughs> More AI news. Game Shark returns as AI Shark with a fucking buzzword-filled press release that Makes me think it won't actually do anything at all and will crater immediately. Okay, so let me break this down for you because I've read through it multiple times going, <sighs> this can't be what you're doing. <laughs> okay, so AI Shark is from the Game Shark people and they're utilizing AI to help you be a better gamer. Now, one of the first licensees for this technology, because they're not launching a product, they're, li they're making a technology and they're licensing it. One of the first licensees is a headset manufacturer, as in a headphones and a microphone headset. Okay. Manufacturer. Guys, I think AI Shark is gonna whisper to you, hey, you should have made that jump correctly. <laughs> AI Shark is literally Twitch chat in your ear. I cannot fucking believe that I read this press release four times and went, oh my God. That is literally what they're making. <laughs> what a nightmare. Because that's the way they describe it every time. They're like, it's going to use information. That's what they say. It's going to be, it's, it's going to use XGPT technology and real-time TPU acceleration to elevate users' gaming experience by providing personalized hints and assistance that keep up with fast-paced competitive gaming. I, Dude, I am not even kidding. If I can get just like an AI-powered <laughs> chat window, like if I can just set up and pretend I'm streaming to Twitch, but not have to deal with real people and get AI-generated chat, I would fucking do it every time I, just, I play a video I just game. feel like somebody's going to start up Overwatch 2 with this technology and just hear Dan, AI-generated Dan screaming, get on the fucking point. Get on the point. Get on the fucking point. Oh, man, that, that actually would be too good. So it can't be that. <laughs> this is exciting. Uh, I, uh, uh, I I I hope there's some way to hook this into an audio input on the on the mix pre here, so we could go live with the backseater AI plugged <laughs> in as our third co-host. Amazing! That <laughs> yeah. would be incredible. It'll be wild watching their company fully implode. Yes. <laughs> oh wait, we have we have the the head microphone. We have the ears. Oh my god! We have the binaural ASMR mic. We could just put the headset on it. <laughs> And then chat gets to live with us in that moment. Can I uh, the, only, the, the, the only real reason we're talking about this is because they were like, oh, the Switch 2 is going to come out in September. And then everybody went, huh? And then they went, we're guessing. <laughs> we have no, no, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're probably right, but they, they don't know. <laughs> right. You mean you think there's a rat? You, you don't you know there's, there's a rat. rat. You don't know there's a rat. I really hope that was an intentional marketing gambit because it it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it did work real well. It did. Oh, shit. You can contact them about being part of the partnership program, Dan. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to show exactly how good this product is on stream through it just being itself. <laughs> They're like, you can't do that. And I'm like... <laughs> what do you want, You made man? a box that says craziest things at all times. What did you think I would do? <laughs> I just want to give it to the internet until it says something that gets my channel taken down. <laughs> For some reason, uh, in, it just starts doing a transphobic stand-up routine. Oh I'm like, what God, are you no, doing? No, no, stop! Stop! Uh, Insider Gaming is reporting that there are yet still even more Sega franchise revivals coming. 
Good. Uh, specifically <laughs> mentioning Panzer Dragoon. Good. That remake was bad. Uh, Soccer Wars. Cool. And Kinda Evangelion. Revived, all right. <laughs> and Evangelion. Because Sega was apparently funded most of the production for Evangelion. And certain versions of End of Evangelion feature Sega's logo at the start. Also to, re to note, like, there was a bunch of Ava games on the Saturn that were all made by Sega. It's true. So it seems like this is just the fucking thing they, they can pull out if they feel like it. And I believe most of the other Ava games were made by Gainax directly. Like Gainax Software Solutions or some shit called that. Mm. Like an internal Gainax studio. Weird. I know Gainax got to become a bizarre mess. A tangled web like, of, of a company. Gainax, yeah, Gainax was like the Genshinkin studio where like they had all kinds of weird offshoots making everything mm -hmm. but yeah if, if they make some wacky ava game i'm buying it like i'm buying it immediately yeah i'm too curious yeah i can't imagine them making a good ava game but they could certainly make something <laughs> they'll make something i'll remember <laughs> fucking please I don't want to have to play Soccer Wars on the Saturn core of the Mister. Please fucking release those games on modern platforms. I will. The first one already has a translation patch. They're working on two and three. I will do that because I'm sure Soccer Wars is one of those things I'm going to play and be like, oh, this is these four animes and these eight game franchises that came later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important that we get more of that history out there for sure. Why do we not have a modern port of Tokameki Memorial? I don't know. Heck, there's even that that soccer awards they did fully port back on the Wii in the PS2 yeah. super late. Uh -huh. And then they could just bring that over again because it's already fully translated. Yeah that, even, yeah, that even came out super late, I think. Yeah, no, it was it was in the PS2 well past when they should have released the PS2 game. As I said, it was also on the Wii. I think I think we're having that problem where I don't think the suits involved realize how much culture has shifted mm -hmm. over time. Um, where there's definitely more of a market for this in the States now. Right, absolutely. 20, 30 years ago. Um, no, 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 nobody wants the, the turn-based strategy RPG about an all-female performing troupe performed on, uh, based on the Japanese all-female performing troupe that lesbians are really into. Nobody, no. nobody in America wants that. That has no. no cultural appeal whatsoever at the current point in time. No, definitely not. <laughs> I wonder how well that soccer awards they did recently did over here. Probably not that great because they didn't dub it. Yeah. It yeah, also that's... released right at the start of the pandemic, so I don't know if that helped it or hurt it. Yeah, I feel like there's something about that that just didn't... I don't, I don't know what it was about that that just hit me in a weird way. I would have to revisit I... the coverage and stuff at the time. First... The, the, my problems with it, and I do intend to go back and beat it someday. One, they just shouldn't have switched to the weird Musou gameplay. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it feels weird to try and make... Because here's the thing. Ultimately, those games are visual novels. Yeah. Yes, they have gameplay, but they're primarily visual novels. So I trust a tactics RPG you cooked up to be the gameplay of a visual novel a lot more than an action game. Uh, yeah, I d definitely would say that. But then yesterday I saw the, because Retro Island Gaming was streaming it, the weird turn-based strategy game made by the Lufia devs on the Super Nintendo. I'm like, oh, this looks hideous. Never mind. Oh, my God. 
Um, and two, I just, I don't think Kubo nailed it on the designs. I love Kubo, but I think they're weaker than the original the designs in the first three games. Yeah, I feel like there's some really good ones there, but definitely it's not, it's not like all A-listers. Energy Breaker, by the way, for anyone who's curious. Have you ever seen it? No. Also, the, I think that there's even less, like, action gameplay than there was turn-based gameplay in the original, so it's weird to play, like, hours and hours of visual novel and then you play, like, an action game for ten, five, ten minutes. Like, it just seems strange. Yeah, that's that like, a little the, weird. The balance just felt way off in that game. Like, this is a neat concept. I'd love to play more of it, but oh man, I need something. Oh, the art looks nice in that. Kind of, except for like what this still image doesn't capture is like she's she and many other characters in this game are just weirdly hunched over, and when they move, they look like total cryptids. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. It's weird. And finally, uh, the last the last thing, which is uh, not so much a news story as a watch this space story. So Capcom allegedly has added a new shitty form of DRM called Enigma Protector to several games. This is a company that exists. I went and made sure they were real. It allegedly breaks mods and makes games perform worse. But I can't seem to find any source but this one Twitter account talking about this. And nobody who would like test any of these claims has sufficiently done so. And a lot of people were like, the mods breaking might not have anything to do with this. Like they just update the game sometimes and that breaks everything. Uh, I know for the performance thing, those claims are real, at least because Resident Evil Revelations, like I had someone specifically talk to me about Resident Evil Revelations on PC now just runs way worse because of a recent update. Huh. But is it that DRM or is it just something else that they fucked up trying to update this old game? Uh, apparently the DRM's in it and the update put it in. So. But there's n I I need I need more than like one account I've never Twitter account I've never heard of talking about this before I start shaking swinging a torch at Capcom. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to, because uh, people immediately jumped on that PowerPoint from a while back where they equate mods to being cheats. And it's like, is this real or is it people? Is it a Twitter mob forming instantly from a bunch of disparate data points all being related to each other? Well, the Revelations thing was definitely very real, and then they reverted the update to remove it like two days ago. Because it, see, Resident Evil Revelations, for anyone who's uh, asleep, is a 3DS game. Yeah. So for it to run worse on a modern PC is hugely something about this is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I heard so implications of why that might be um, integration-wise with this specific thing and how different it is from other things like Denuvo. Yeah, is this, is it actually, like, the main things is, is it causing performance problems in every case, or is it this bizarre, because of the bizarre mutant revelations is? Is um, it, having, is it be blocking things innately beyond that? Like, I need somebody who isn't this one Twitter account to actually do, like, a comprehensive... It's, it's not hard to imagine it would break the mods, because it's pretty easy to break a mod. Like, they did those Resident Evil yeah, updates. Yeah, like, but is it, break. like, is it... Is it does it break mods and then you can't fix it? 
like the the modder can't resolve it was uh, that the goal i don't know i can't like we can't discern from our end what their intentions are um but like to some extent yeah, it's adding just, something needlessly to a game that is ruining the experience for people. At very least, we have one confirmed case of it, but... Yeah, I... I, I don't know about the rest of this. We'll just have to see how it goes. Right. Because it's worth noting that a lot of this has been replaced... Um, like, they're replacing Denuvo with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess. I guess we'll have to see... Yeah, we'll find out more, I'm sure, as time goes on and whether or not they do any more of this. Yeah, They, they backpedaled so fast on Revelations, maybe it's n not something they're going to continue to do. Right, Capcom seeds surprisingly, like, adapted to this stuff. Like, they they will make... Receptive? Yeah, receptive. Like, they, they will actually change their policy based on what people how people respond to these PC updates they do. Capcom has a pretty good, like, English division, which tends to help be yeah. a pretty direct through line to the but for the i need to say this right now if you're if if you see any claim that capcom did this because a, a street fighter tournament operator downloaded a cheeked up chun lee mod or some <laughs> shit like that that person's an <laughs> idiot and you need to disparage them directly to their face <laughs> companies don't move such. that quickly you're just one Everybody wants to find a reason to attack somebody. They want to find the fucking witch that needs to be burned. Just like when Twitch allowed nudity for 12 hours and then took it away, everybody jumped on this other fucking YouTube, uh, this this VTuber, for pushing the line too far and getting it reverted when she didn't have shit to do with it. There's, there's never one point that causes this. It's not like we misbehaved and got punished. Mm -hmm. That's a really stupid way to think of this sort of thing. And the only reason you want that is because you want somebody you can yell at directly because you don't think Capcom will respond. I mean, public understanding of things is very reductive in general. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've... Obviously. Pe pe people were mad about Dragon's Dogma 2 having AI in it the other day. <laughs> because AI is bad. <laughs> Because they mm, yeah, don't Dad, understand Dan, AI is what Dan, we a, a, would, a, what AI is bad in all circumstances. Let me use uh, Photoshop's uh, <laughs> ref, uh, fill in context sensitive refill. I mean, to be fair, that's definitely not AI, AI driven. That is still AI. They literally would be like, this calculator figured out this math problem. That's AI. Like, that's hey, yeah. And I've told the story already, but I'll tell it again. Someone got upset that LG's TVs have AI in the image processor. And I'm like, that's what they call it when a machine does a thing that seems intelligent. <laughs> They've called these things AI processors for like nine years. They do not use cloud anything. It is just, you know, you can find NES games where it says versus AI. That's not using machine learning, I assure you. Yeah, anyway. Uh, we're out of news. That's that's it for news. I figure I should recap. Uh, NVIDIA announced their um, 4,000 rebrands where they're actually increasing performance and lowering prices. The 4080 Super is $1,000 officially, and it has better performance than a 4080. That's $200 cheaper than a 4080 was with better performance. If that was the thing they offered a year and a half ago, 
Uh-huh. I would have gotten that instead of a 4090. Because, <laughs> oh my God. God, even the not top of the line ones, $1,000. $1,000. And it's a great deal. Yeah, that, that just knocked me out of my seat a little bit. <laughs> Reminder, since I had to get the water-cooled one so it would even fucking fit in my case, my GPU cost me about $1,700. And it can't run Alan Wake in full 4K ray-traced experience, which is funny because they're advertising the thing much weaker than it, the 4080 Super, as having a full 4K ray-trace experience. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, if you if you use DLSR, R, DLSSR 2 to crank it up to a higher resolution and then use frame generation to get to an acceptable frame rate. That doesn't sound like full 4K if I'm upscaling. It's full enough. Full full 4K is what we say it is. It's what our marketing says it is. That, that That's not a real thing you're supposed to have standards for. Look, we put an asterisk there so we can say whatever we want. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Read the subtext, okay? Or don't. And shut up. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh... That everything about NVIDIA's marketing this week absolutely sucked. Their CES was the most ingratiating thing I've endured in a while. Uh, almost all of it is, here's how to use AI to replace jobs. <sighs> almost all of it is that. And then we get into, they made an amazing technology that they had to announce the same day. They didn't even include it in their CES keynote. They're like, oh, we figured out how to remove even more motion blur using G-Sync monitors and stuff, and it will be able to work at variable refresh rates. And I'm like, oh, that's an amazing accomplishment. I'm watching your CES thing, and it's just telling me how to automate jobs using AI. What, what the hell, you guys? Uh, and then all of the stuff marketing their GPUs was insane BS where they're like, I wish I could pull up the slide, but it would take a little bit too long. They literally won't compare to a prior gen GPU without using frame gen. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> no, they're like the 4070 is so much stronger than the 3070. Look at this. Yeah, frame gen's on. Why do you ask? Why is it exactly twice? Oh, it's oh, you're telling me it's exactly the same. If only it was exactly twice. You don't even get twice the amount of frames from frame gen because there's an overhead with using it. So you're getting fewer real frames. Great. So, yeah, it's incredible. Fucking amazing. Anyway, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. If you're thinking about buying a GPU right now, just wait for them to launch all of these, and that will put downward pressure on the price of 3,000 series GPUs, probably also AMD GPUs. AMD announced one, but it's AMD, so I don't care. You can see why NVIDIA gets to work in their own special pricing scheme in space because they don't have legitimate competition from AMD. Uh... And if you can, maybe just hold out a whole nother generation. Because <laughs> then these GPUs will be pressured downward too. And if certain people are to believe, my 4090 will look absolutely idiotic levels of incapable within five years anyways. So, Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, 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 you see, you'll, you'll need a new... Ex you, it, it'll seem obsolete because you won't be able to run the 14 different new things NVIDIA will invent. Right, and yeah. also it won't be able to run Crisis 6. And everyone's video game will use that as the cornerstone of being able to run at all. That's definitely what's going to happen. So anyways, that's it for this episode of Big Thing to mention. Um, Bob and I are playing uh, Bionic Commando tomorrow. I'm excited. Yeah, sure, great. Hey, I'm excited. I played Mind Jack last week. <laughs> It'll be better than that. Uh... It might even be better than Pikmin 4. <laughs> uh, game of the Year will continue to come out. 
So look forward to Game of the Year Part 2 on Monday. And I think another part comes out later that week. I have to look at the schedule to know for sure. Anyways, they're going to start coming at you fast. Please be excited. Those are going to be doing the live premiere in the uh, evenings over on our YouTube channel. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Chris, what do you have going on? Uh, Darksiders, probably. <laughs> Exciting. Dr. Agro? Uh, I'm going to finish consuming a seminal classic that I had heretofore missed out on and then play that Grand Blue Relink demo. Cool. Oh, man, I'm so excited to play the Prince of Persia demo. Yeah. You know, I have to record five <laughs> more hours of podcasts at a minimum. And, yep. then, and then also the trailers for Bless Blonde and Blub, Jackie January. Very excited. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Big Thing Dimension. Uh, see you all later. episode of Big Thing to Mention was brought to you by the people over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast where you can go and get all sorts of commentary tracks for things, early access to Pokemon Go to the movies, and chugging bleach and all sorts of other things. That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast. Become a podlord today? Yeah.